And we are live. Welcome to oh, Hot Takes, great. viewers. It is I, Young Shiro, and my intrepid colleague, Skeleton Lipstick. Say hello to everybody, Hello. So, Hi, guys. Thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure. It is. And and for anyone in chat, um, thank you so much for your, your loyalty. And, and for anyone that's new, welcome. I see Econo Jazz. Thank you for being here. Oh, Some regulars like Econo Device Jazz. Operator, Luxury Noise, and Be Careful, Zavi, what's up? Um... Please help, as always, help us uh, stay in the know about our, our audio levels, the the music. Um, if everything sounds good, if everything, if anything sounds bad or is too quiet, too loud, let me know in the chat. And be sure when they tune, when they turn on their camera, to give a warm welcome to our special guest tonight, Digital Sex Dreaming Diary, Woo. formerly known as Digital Sex, who we're very All excited about having. Phenomenal projects um, and a phenomenal producer who has really played around with a lot of different ways of doing uh, music. And I've got, I would love to get his opinion on some uh, questions about. We're uh, excited about vaporwave. We're excited about letting the questions roll, but keep in mind always, viewers, you are our top priority. Um, your questions reign supreme. If you have questions for the the boys or or our, our guests, please let us know. Put them in the chat. We will ask your questions as quickly as we can. Uh, and I want to just also respectfully remind everybody that this is a DIY non-for-profit show. If the spirit moves you, you can follow this link right here in chat and drop in a little donation of your choosing. No pressure, but it means a lot, and all donations go towards it, equipment upgrades and commissioning our friends. For it goes towards to just show. giving money to our friends. <clears throat> yes, and your friends because this is a and your friends actually, right? yeah, and all your friends. Actually. We're going to try yeah, to keep exactly. it spicy and edgy tonight, but of course, as always, no punching down. Punching up is fine, just no punching down. Um, we're mm. going to start tonight with some recommendations, courtesy oh, of boy. Moi, and then we're going to roll into what everybody really wants to hear, and that's a hot takes, courtesy of uh, Skelly. So to start the night off, I want to recommend three uh, recent finds to you guys. One of them, actually, I can thank Lux for. Lux put me on to this artist uh, called Alpine, spelled with two I's, A-L-P-I-I-N-E. Um, Alpine makes chill synth music, kind of in the vein of Hotel Pools, our good friend. Um, oh, Ben. Hooray. Ben, our very good friend, who Love I ben. very much enjoyed meeting, and I'm sure you would agree, at uh, oh, Electronicon. I mean, I love that guy, and it was just a real pleasure to meet him in person. Just uh, Oh, my gosh. What a, what a wonderful soul. I, I couldn't wait. I was so happy. He actually, um, when I met him at Econ, he, he found me. He's like, Chris, like Isaac said, I had to me come too. find you. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so happy you did. And it was just a wonderful oh, yeah. time meeting him. I just really want to, I just want to go hang out with him and his family. Me just too. Like, <laughs> just Me have too. Like, some coffee with them. It's great. I asked him, and, and I don't want to go on a super huge rabbit trail, but I asked him what his uh, his his little son thought of his um, his set. I hope it's okay that I that I bring that up. And he was just like, "Oh man, he loved it. He got to see the video footage. And he was like, Daddy, you're playing live like the weekend. That's cool. Like the weekend. <laughs> he got compared. <laughs> hope it's okay well, that we bring that up if he tunes in. But I thought. Oh it was no, adorable. no. They're they're both both him and the weekend are Billboard charting artists. So they are. You know, they have that in common, right? They probably both have you know? Lady Gaga's phone number. They probably both have Lady Gaga's phone number in their uh, in their personal phones as well. I bet. So right? to, to get back to what I was talking about, we love hotel pools on hot takes. But love if, and if you like hotel pools as music or Unfound or Zayn Alexander or Allison or Flavio just has the new. You need to listen to Alpine, and you need to follow the link that Lux just posted. Thank you for putting me on, Lux. I think I think that he, Ben just uh, did Ben just released uh, uh, something new. Yes, yes he did. Right? Didn't he Allison, release it with Allison? Right? I haven't heard it yet, but I just saw that popping up on my feed. Uh, on I assume I assume on Stratford Court. Yes, probably. 
Yes, and, uh, yes, I believe Andrew so. Walker was at uh, was at Electronic. I'm gonna Man, really try not to just I'm talk about Electronic. I'm so mad episode. that I missed Andrew. I didn't Me know too. that Andrew was there, and that's someone I just I've been friends with for like over ten years now. Back since and... he was walkie talkie. Oh, you know, back since he was walkie talkie, and you know, he just has such a um, you know a, uh, that that label Stratford Court is so important. And it's been around for so long, and that's no easy feat to have like a, a DIY DIY uh, independent Absolutely. label, you know, functioning such for so a many years. Sound, you know, he you know that's really well, well and I mean, sound, sound and design, like look I mean, too. Don't forget that Lipstick Elite was originally released on Stratford Court. Oh yeah, it was, wasn't it? Don't forget that. Shit, yeah, I absolutely. <laughs> My bad. Mm. Whoops. So if yeah, you're a fan I mean, of Lipstick they, Elite, check out Alpine. You know, and they released uh, Venture X's um, vinyl album, which I sick. Uh oh, sure if it released on vinyl. You know, and I remember, and I remember, and back in the day, that was like a. That was a crazy thing too back in the day to release something on vinyl. I remember them doing that, being right. like, "Whoa!" Like I remember them doing, yeah, and I remember them doing that, and you're doing that, and being like, "Oh man, we're like, this is so professional. Like, mm. I can't believe we're gonna try and someone's in the scene is gonna try and sell vinyl. Like, wow. wow, that's that's for like the big indies. That's what they do. Like, I can't believe that someone's gonna try this. I'm like, I really hope that they can sell it." Right. And, uh, and, and here we are, then. and now and now here we are. Now everybody uh, gets gets, and that's great. You now, know, it's not now a bad there's thing. All everybody kinds of gets mind. their album pressed. So check out Alpine. I also want to recommend. Uh, hang on, I just spaced. I want to recommend uh, Bart Graft. If any of you guys are a fan of music that sounds like it's straight from the '80s, but doesn't have like the kind of kind of overdone passe sound of Outrun Synthwave. You need to check out Bart Graft. No disrespect to Outrun Synthwave. I'm I'm definitely a fan. But like if you miss that kind of tinny, like romanticized sound of like Mitch Murder and their sound font, but maybe a little more romantic, check out this specific album called Worldly Pleasures by Bart Graft. Which I think is a play on Bar Graph, but I don't want to like say that for sure. Um it- Question is, I don't mean to interrupt when we're. No, keep doing your recommendations. Actually, I'm sorry. No, I'll, yeah, yeah. I've I, I want Lux. Lux, thank you. <laughs> she's thank she's you. the link queen. But yeah, Bart Graf. Check thank it you, out Lux. if you like 80s music. If you want a softer side of synthwave, a more interesting sound font, or you want vaporwave that that is, you know, original compositions that sound like they came from some coked out, you know, bank account executive. Um, check out Bart Graf's Worldly Pleasures. Last one. Nice. I always like to challenge my audience a little bit with something a little vapor adjacent. And today I'm going to recommend a lo-fi house record by Benedek. B-E-N-E-D-E-K. Benedek has been around for a long time. And they've actually done some work for some people in the vapor scene. Benedek remixed a VHS Logos track, I want to say. Oh, long time back. awesome. So there's some hey. intersection, and Benedict VHS logos, my, my buddy, old old school, right? Been around a long time. I love that guy. Yeah, I've been friends with him for a long time. I'd love to. Par- I got to go to Brazil because I just kind of want to yeah. drink and party with him. Like he's just a, he's a right. cool guy. I like him a lot. He's got he a lot is. of style too. He uh, does. I, I, I like I like I, I like his vibe. I've always liked his vibe. He's a cool guy. I was told by a, a few people that he's my doppelganger. Oh yeah, that's interesting. I never thought about it. Like I don't see that. it, but you know he's very cool. That's not the worst person to get compared to, Isaac. Right, and he's been very successful too. Um, yeah, he's been very successful. So you know, Benedek did some did a remix for All VHS Logos a long time love ago. That guy. Now they make, and they've always made kind of like 
vibey, housey stuff. Not vaporwave, but kind of vape. It's got the same synth, like sound font. But this particular album is out on Long Island Energy Systems, otherwise known as LIES Lies, which if you are familiar with Lo-Fi House at all, is like a really raw, like battered house label. Um, very DIY. And if you release on LIES, like you made it. It's like the it's like the hundred P of Lo Fi House, kind of. Um, so this album was called Mr. Goods. I'm gonna link it. And if, if any of y'all are fans of like just stompy four on the floor with like some just real like stanky, jankety vibes, you gotta check out jankety. Mr. Goods by Benedict. That's fun. That's a fun Lots of fun for fans of like Baltra or like um Fomec or 70s Network or just people that throw like four on the floor beats over like Memphis trap type sounds. Check out Mr. Goods by Benedict. And with that, I cede my time uh, for Dr. Chris's hot take. Oh, it's please. Just, I don't know. Yeah, but um, yeah. What was I talking about? Oh, um, first things for, I wanted to, this is even a hot take, but the Stratford Core, is that the only label still around from like the first era of the internet music scene? Like, you know? Yeah, I mean, Keith's collecting guys. No, I don't really know any other ones that are from like the very first, like the 2010 to 2013. I didn't know they were that period. old, bro. And they've been around forever. Absolutely, wow. they're they're one of the first, and that's out. That's a tremendous feat because that True. doesn't happen that often. And it's it's him running it. It's him designing the aesthetics for the whole label and doing such amazing artwork for all those releases as well. Oh, yeah, he does it. And all. just being like the chillest dude ever. You know what I mean? Just being such a positive person all the time and. Uh, you know, just shout out to Andrew because that's really cool. It's it's just fun. I'm just shout I'm out so Andrew. pleased they're still around. Am I just getting disconnected right now? Hold on. I I mean I hear you. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, yeah, BHS logos would love to hang out with him. Uh, I like that guy too. He speaks his mind. He's interesting character. He's fun. He is not afraid. He's not afraid to speak his mind, is he? <laughs> no, I love that man. He's got he's got some edge. I I like he people does. who are rough around the edges. <laughs> I love that. I love those kinds of people. Um. Uh, okay, so what's so many hot takes to talk about right now? Um, first things first is Electronicon. Uh, did you have a fun time, Isaac? Absolutely. It was a whirlwind. I, it was an absolute blur. What about you? I had a great time. It's really fun to see I everybody. I, I still think it's... Oh, it's hard to see anybody. Oh, me too, man. Of course. Absolutely. But yeah. it's so big and you know, there's so many people to run into. And, um, you know, I do... I do still consider this. I, I 100% consider this to be just a phenomenal feat. Like it's crazy to me that George does this. Uh, it's Unreal. insane that uh, there's a vaporwave festival that gets set up that you just just did that. You just did it. You know what I mean? Right. Just made it happen. It's insane, and I don't think that could be downplayed. No, I don't think that should be downplayed. It's it's a crazy undertaking. I was walking around and I just see all these people, and I'm like, I can't believe that they're responsible for all of this. And I'm taking and making sure all these people are okay. And like, I I don't even understand how they got this venue, yeah. how they did this. Um, I didn't it was understand a good the venue. first two times. Apparently, it was, it was their it very like, first time that they had done like a multi-stage festival. I had remarked to George in a text message. I told him you created a vaporwave summer camp, and then right. he actually used my line and he announced it to everybody at the beginning of the set. He said, uh, "I'm your counselor. This is the vaporwave summer camp." I remember um, that. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I that's the I texted him that line. I'm like, ah, I'm glad you liked and it. The bullies or the security uh, guards. Oh yeah, but I mean, it's just such a strange thing because I just still can remember when you know it was so small. I even remember George touring for the first few times 
uh, maybe even like supporting TV Girl and then playing the small venues and they're not really being anybody around. Yeah. And just what's yeah. really fascinating to me is that at the end of the day, like, I don't know, man, these Spotify statistics, something is like ridiculous about them because mm-hmm. I see artists that have, you know, millions of listeners and then they go play live and there's nobody there. Or they're opening for yeah. somebody and there's no one watching them. And I'm like, how is this Absolutely. possible? But then you look at, you know, uh, Georgia's statistics and, you know, it's it's in it's in the hundreds of thousands. Yeah. But it's certainly not in the millions like some of these other True. people. And yet he's able to garner – he's able to put this together. He's able to have that kind of big audience for it. And I am just like, you know, it's really, really cool that when you think about the Vaporwave artists and you think about, you know – the people and and that are that are more successful in the scene like those 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 listeners they have are all earned you know what i mean yeah this isn't I, nothing's I don't really nothing it. is nothing's in, nothing is in like the thing i like about vaporwave is like very little is like really inflated the same way it is in every other music scene that's true i feel like in every other music scene there's some team of publicists or some team that's behind them like doing some shit to like fake shit on the to fake things you don't think any vaporwave like artists weird. buy listeners or or i don't think i don't know plays. i mean if they are they're certainly not buying enough because it doesn't look like it compared to everybody else right and um so i appreciate that uh it just you know i I appreciate the sincerity i mean i i mean i appreciate what i perceive to be the sincerity in this scene and the adjacent scenes right you know in in regards to like not trying to fake too much not trying to put up these artifices and to to cheat in the same way that everybody else does because the internet is kind of just like the real world except it's easier to fake things in the internet and uh good for them but uh, uh definitely clout chasers. I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe uh, it's interesting. I don't know. Things feel more sincere here. Maybe that's just what I perceive. I do agree. Uh, I like. I mean, I'm a. I'm a. I'm an optimist always. What can I say? But um, I guess like hot take. Let's talk about a few things here. I oh, heard sure. a lot of people say that they didn't think there was enough vaporwave at the Electronicon Festival. But I. I don't know. I, I watched vaporwave all day. I didn't even not watch any non vaporwave people perform. I understand that Neon Indian washed out. And some other acts were there. But guess what? They were playing, and I was seeing either St. Pepsi or I was seeing Jeff Faber or I was seeing somebody else. And honestly, those people doing being on those stage, I guess I guess it was more of an opportunity for me to see the other acts I wanted to see. Fair. But I do I do understand. I guess that you know we want our artists that we love to be on the big stage, right? We want that. Right. But at the end of the day. You know, we you got to bring more people into the scene, right? You have to bring more people into this world to be aware of it, right? So yeah. I understand the concept of of having those acts on a main stage because that will bring people in. Yeah. And then because they're coming in to see that, it's the same thing with everything else. It's like because they're coming in to see that, they're going to be exposed to these other artists. They're going to true. Who's on the undercard? I guess if you want to say that in the smaller rooms, right? And you know you'll gradually bring more people in, and you will see these artists get get onto the main stage eventually. You know what I mean? But right, it's right. it's it's it's. You know, I mean, it's he chess. had to sell out, right? Yeah, it's you all know? chess, right? You have yeah. to move the pieces the way you need to move the pieces. And as much as we'd all like to storm the gates and put our friends on big stages right away, um, you know, it's gradual, but it's happening. And I, I could see that. I, I think that the club stage was too small, but. Nonetheless, I thoroughly you agree work with, with, with what that. You, re- you have to work with what you have. You know what I mean? It is, it, you have to work with what you have. And the fact that 
yeah, okay, fine. It's not the biggest stage, but it is a stage at a sold-out festival. It is going to be the biggest very audience true. and a very excited audience that anyone's really going to ha- anyone really ever, ever has. And from there, you can build. And Agreed. you know, that's the whole thing about you know. Okay, so vaporwave. Well, what is vaporwave, right? What is this? You know what I mean? Well, how will we define True. what what is it? It is very scene, amorphous. Is it a movement? It? Is it a style? I mean, that's the fun thing about it is that you get involved and you have to decide what it is for yourself and you have to kind of make your own journey through it. But at the end of the day, whatever it is, we want it to do well. You know, we Indeed. want we want people to we we want to so okay. For me, like the act of rebellion is is fighting against the bigger independent labels, the bigger, right. you know, the bigger, the, the current paradigms in place, basically, for like what indie music is and what kids choose to listen to and, and all that. And we, you know, for me with Vaporwave and doing these sorts of events and doing these bigger things, uh, it's the idea of trying to supplant that current paradigm that's out there. Gotcha. That current concept of like, okay, well, you know, we go, we listen to indie rock music, we do this indie stuff over here, where, you know, the whole thing about the Vaporwave movement is trying to, in my opinion, for me at least, trying to move away that old guard and replace it with 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 us for lack of a better for lack of a better word you know what i mean and the yeah. world that's been and the world that's been created uh here you know what no i mean lies because you know because that's just the next that's just the way these things move they have to continue to move and i've said it before you know as much as i would love to go back to 10 years ago when it was you know me on my computer talking to everybody and making making this music with my friends and sort of uh, just connecting with uh, my small community and experimenting with sound textures back and forth and slowing something and slowing samples down. Um, it does got to, it does always have to continue to move forward, right? It does always Indeed. have to continue to, to do something lest, lest it fall away, lest it fall into the dustbin of history. Yes. So, the you dustbin know, of history. Uh, the interesting picks. thing when I was doing my interview with, uh, the, uh, the MPF guys for the Vaporwave documentary, they had brought up a, a question to me, and, they're, and they said, well, do you think it's a problem for... Well, there's two questions I want to talk about, actually. One was, do you think... They said, do you think it's a problem if there's, you know, bigger le- record labels that, you know, are, are under the Vaporwave umbrella? Is that a problem? And I said, I don't think so, no. And then they said to me, well, you know, George says he does want, you know, 100P to be a cor- like like corporation almost. And I said, mm. yeah, that's not a problem. And he said, because it's, it's going, it's, it's going to supplant the other corporations. <laughs> if it becomes God, I hope right. it does become a corporation and it supplants and moves away and replaces the ones currently in place. Right. So, Hey, as long yeah, as they rather serve their than customers, joining, man. rather than joining up with the model, with mm. other monoliths currently in power, Right. The, the whole point is to become your own version of a monolith and push them away. Right. And then you now True. create a landscape where smaller artists in the scene, in, you know, regardless of what kind of music or how they do it, now have this playground to be in that's been created and made bigger. You know what I mean? And like you have to you push yeah. away that old stuff. So you have room for everybody to thrive. Like shedding skin. In what do you say in we theory. bring our good friend on and see what they think? Do we have 73 viewers? Yes. 
thank you for well I don't know but Videodrome just rated us with 32 people shout out Videodrome to you so the, uh, you know and the other the other so my hot take is I don't see a problem with Vaporwave becoming bigger so long as it remains in the hands of people who have designed it and it is pushing aside the stuff that had kept us out in the first place because I don't think anybody is trying to really control it I hope not at least my, right. my my idealistic perspective says I don't think people are trying to control it, but they're just trying to push away the impediments that have kept us down for so long and, you know, made us feel like we weren't worthy of an audience. You know, we can only hope, uh, man. Uh, and you are you are roboting a little bit. We first. So the other hot take. Oh, you're back. Good. What's the other one? Oh, the other hot take they asked me is what they asked me about, like, what about the people who who don't like Vaporwave, who who argue or this or that, that are within the scene? And I said they're important. And I said it is important to have antagonists. It is important to have people who challenge you all the time, that we can't all just be happy all the time. We can't all just be so, uh, you know, uh, satisfied with whatever we think this is and then nobody fights you actually do have to have people that challenge you you have to have people who say they don't like it you have to have people that argue with you and say it should be this and it should be that because i think it's important i think it's important to be challenged you know i think about it a lot and i enjoy the challenge of thinking about it deeper and i i think that those people serve a purpose too by keeping things from stagnating and that's just my opinion and okay i can stop rambling now well you know what man those are those are super deep and valid points and and you're right you, you do have to have people to, to challenge you to keep it fresh and keep the growth instead of stagnation well you know because then like mm. everybody you gotta have you have to have somebody pushing you a little bit people need to be pushed a little bit right you know i, I, mean? I think so i just resent the innovate. people that try to like mold vaporwave or, or like or like change it to something well, control I mean, who, it themselves, you know? It's true, but in some way, is everybody trying to mold it and control it themselves in some way? Everyone feels ownership over it. A little this bit. Thing, you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, we all feel some level of ownership over it, right? Because we're so close to it. So, you know, it's interesting. I, I enjoy the discourse. And I, at the end of the day, I actually don't have any real answers. You know what I mean? But I do like to listen. And I do like to contemplate. And at the end of the, I guess for me, Vaporwave is, um, is a recontextualization of memory, emotion, and sounds. And, you know, the most effective way to do it is by taking a sample and slowing it down. I don't think it's the only way. But anyway, that's enough. I'm going to bring our, I'm gonna bring our guest on, on, or we're going to get reamed in the video comments. So everybody give a warm welcome to Dreaming Diary, otherwise formerly known yes. as Digital Sex. Go ahead and unmute yourself, buddy. Hey, boys. What's up? How you doing Welcome tonight? on to the show, bro. Hi. Guys, this is Sebastian. Sebastian's been around for Sebastian. a long time. Hi. Um, yep. They, you don't make music under digital sex any longer, do you? Uh, I do. So I, my current project is Dreaming Diary, which is original synth pop music. But which is great. Uh, Ocean Eyes is a phenomenal song. Oh, Thank what? You. Yeah, I didn't. Um, and then digital sex, I still want to keep and just do it yeah. for like one output um, of just like traditional. It has a wave, very but, recognizable um, name. People remember digital sex. I know. So I'm it's... glad we had that conversation and you were okay with me billing you as digital sex. No, that's totally fun. That's what people know me as. Um, I'm still trying to establish the Dreaming Diary name. Um, I'm still trying to get that out there. Um, at Electronicon, er- every person I went up to, I was like, hey, I'm digital sex. I remember you know, that's this. That's how you introduced yeah. yourself to me. Yeah, they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, you know, because no yeah. one knows what my face looks like. It was an exciting <laughs> moment. And yeah, I think I saw you a couple more times. It's like a jump scare. Yeah, it was, it was, it was cool. No, all I remember is just always like, damn, he has really great hair. 
He's very Gosh. physically fit, and I'm so excited that I finally get to meet him and see what he looks oh. like. But that's no, was, that's was, not was, what this is like, about. This is about this is about your opinions. What do you think about what Doctor Chris said about vaporwave? Do you take ownership over vaporwave? Are you trying to change I, vaporwave? Etc. I, I totally I totally agree with everything he was saying, especially about like um, kind of like for me, it's it's the core of it is like nostalgia, whether that's like real or, or artificial. Um, yeah. And it's kind of an appreciation for the past. Um, True. Uh, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't always have to be samples, but like with, with my current music, um, I wanted to use these old sounds, um, in a way that's not like, you know, it's not like, oh, remember the eighties. It's like, oh, these sounds are still like really beautiful to me. This is still like really pretty music. I want to express that. I want to, um, show that you can still use these, these aesthetics and these, um, these old synthesizers in, in ways that are like more modern, um. That was kind of right. the whole thing of Dreaming Diary was like taking synth pop into like a modern direction and um, sick. Just kind of figuring out like what's true to my own sound, which just happens to be these like old analog. Do you sing synth. in your music? Yes, it does. Yes, yes nice. I do. Nice, I great. Do. The Dreaming Diary I mean, stuff. I'm is definitely a lot more familiar with digital sex. If you'll forgive me. No, for yeah, that's everyone is. Everyone is. I only have two albums out for Dreaming Diary, but oh, um, only two. That's still a good output, man, and it's very good. Music well, and synth pop is hard to write. You know, it is. like it it, tell me about it. Man. I have a few songs yeah. like that too. Yeah, you can either do like the sugary sweet, like Seth Nova, like fashionista boyfriend type, or you Nova. can do yeah. me too. I'm only just starting to get into them, but goddamn, are they good? Right. Or you can it's do really like good. the the kind of like um like the the post punk like. Um, pet shop boys and like Depeche yeah. Mode, like kind of um, sort of serious or like sort of darkish sounding. No, yeah. The inspiration for Maybe a switching over that's because the inspiration for switching over to that style was um, Black Marble. If you guys are familiar with them, very okay. familiar like with Black modern. Marble. They're oh, probably oh, by far like. they're easily the best people in that genre making that kind yeah. of music uh, really? because they're yeah, just you put me on. Yeah. oh yeah oh yeah you, you've never listened to black marble are you All kidding right. me oh there are a lot of things that listen there are a lot of things i can find that you, you've never listened to but no that's true but black marble to me is like a very exceptional songwriter is like no, you yeah. it doesn't matter if it doesn't matter like black marble is are exceptional songwriters probably some of the okay. best song, I want to hear songwriters them, around and they just happen to make this lo-fi sort of um uh yeah. you know lo-fi uh, synth based cold exactly. wavy music they just happen to make it okay. but if they were in any like genre wave, it would be beautiful it. it's not i don't know maybe cold, cold wave right word. more post that's what people label it as as cold it, wave but it to me it's, it's a, so warm yeah. it's so yeah I so it's not that's like i tried to doma i tried to get super it's like molchot doma no it's much better than molchot doma it's so much better it's so much better than all those bands that sound like molchot doma there's so many bands that sound like that that just suck and i'm so tired of hearing them at this point damn yeah, there's, there's two songs. It's um, Watch Out Demo's good though. Um, Colleen from their second album and um, a great design from their first studio album. Ah, uh, that like I was like, holy shit! This is like what I want to make. I want to make you know, modern synth pop. You know, I love seeing the arc with a lot of artists. Then there's nothing wrong with sampling, and there's nothing wrong with classic vapor. It's wonderful, beautiful music that moves people. But I've I've noticed like with like Dan Mason or or. You know, fashionista boyfriend. Just people go from you know doing the sampling to, all right, I'm gonna make my own shit now from the ground up, and it's it's just a oh, cool yeah. arc to watch. 
Dan Mason was a, a, a big inspiration for wanting to switch over to just making my own my own music. That and like the St. Pepsi fiasco, where I was like, I kind of oh, just yeah. want to like. Yeah. For me, it's just like I just it, it just feels better. It, it fills me up more to like be able to write my own music, mm-hmm. and it's easier with when people ask me like like friends and family were like, oh, you make music, and right. at the time when I was sampling, I was like, yes, but it's really samples. It's not really like. I'm writing it, so it got confusing. So now I can just yeah, be you're like, sampling. Yes. You're still kind you know. of writing. You're still writing when you sample. I, I think know, you know? you're I, still I, creating I, I something. Explain that. I, yeah, it's uh, like yeah. a remix. Yeah. You're flipping a sample and you're chopping it. Yeah, you are. You're chopping and screwed. I always ask mm-hmm. people, "Do you know what chopped and screwed music is?" And they're like, "Oh, and yeah. usually if they do, it's like great. It's like that." Right, like, oh, like cool. All right, yeah. uh, I I don't consider vaporwave to be exactly chopping and screwing. I actually consider like the echo jams and and or if you want to call it classic vapor, whatever you want to call it, I, I consider it to absolutely be songwriting. You know, to some yeah. degree. Uh, no, to, I totally to agree. I'm not trying to you know dip I mean? on sample based music. I love sample based music. I do agree. It is different with like the uh, like the DJ screw. The screwed up click is um it's a different kind of vibe for sure than, yeah. than like modern vaporwave. Um, it is more closer to Echo Jams, but um, slow. I get, I get that. That's kind of like you know, like the avalanches too. It's like that's kind of like where like the the origins of like sampling kind of comes from, and like especially hip hop, especially right, like that. Like DJ Shadow and shit. Know. Oh yeah, DJ Shadow for sure. Woo. Um, it's cool to see that kind of expanded upon and reinterpreted in in different ways. Well, would, wouldn't you say it's about time to start with the autobiographical section of the show, Chris? Oh yes, I would love to because oh, yeah. let's get to know uh, digital. Sex. Well, you know this is the thing about uh, about you in general it, and digital sex and dreaming diary, and that I really appreciate is there's so many different ways that you've produced music, and it still mm. always feels like you. So whether you're doing your sample based work and putting your energy and your soul into that to create something different out of something that exists. It still sounds like you, and when I hear Dreaming Diary, mm-hmm. I don't know, I still get that same vibe of even the sample-based stuff that was done in Digital Sex. So, oh, yes. you know, okay. you, yeah, and it's fun, because sometimes <laughs> I can't exactly tell um, in some of the, did you, all, was it all sample-based in Digital Sex, or were there some synthesizers mm-hmm. used too? Maybe like one or two, but really? like a little, maybe, it was all samples of like obscure Amazing. commercials, awesome. or just little it. snippets of sounds that I, I thought love were it. cool. Well, so yeah, how long? So when did you start deciding that you wanted to make? When did you start making music? I mean, did you start at a young age? Are uh, you, uh, uh, my first uh, like attempts were, um, I had a little Casio keyboard as a kid, and I would just make little like I'd make little mixtapes. I would just like fucking like key mash on the keyboard and just kind of make some shit. Um, but it wasn't until later I. Um, I got into I really got into chiptune music and like oh, trackers sick. and semi tracker and I was like I fucking love chiptune and I wanted to. It's crazy how many know, people started with chiptune. Vapor I know it started with that. I, so many people started with chiptune. It's it's like the pipeline. But with um with that I I didn't know music theory at all. So I, I was just kind of like I got enough just like fucking key mashing right and just making whatever. But um I think we lost. Then it was <laughs> oh no it's okay keep um, it rolling. Oh there, there he is. is. So you started um, with with Chiptune. You're back, buddy. Chiptune. Um, and then oh, no, he's not. Shit. Oh shit. Hey, we'll, that. There he we'll, is. Oh. we'll troubleshoot on the fly. Try to like. Use so, have you released any of your old Chiptune work though? Keep going. I'm good. It's 
it's all private. I, I, I don't, I don't want to share any of it. It's not good. I it's always really... joke with the people we bring on here. You gotta, you gotta save it for the Patreon. No, it's not worth for Patreon. Come <laughs> on. Anybody pay There's money some for Dreaming that? Diary mega fans, and they want to hear this Wait, shit. I didn't get to hear it because the cat knocked over my computer for a minute the there. Did you, do you have, okay, say do you have a training? Here. Do you have training in, 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 in music production or, no. or writing? I love no, that because um, I don't either. Nice. Uh, uh, well, a friend who is really into theory taught me the basics one day, and I just went from there. So That's you have some training. Music. Some it's like YouTube Academy or whatever, Damn. and and YouTube people, Academy. you know, and friends. He's smarter um, than both of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still learning a lot. It's just through friends and through YouTube or through internet of just kind of learning. Theory, no, that's which that's sick as fuck. Unironically, been, that's when I started doing actual like original music because I was like, oh, this is how chords work. This is how um, progressions work. This is how all this works together, and that just like clicked for me. And I was like, oh, let me start actually making music and that was um the dream diary album that was just mm-hmm. me attempting to actually like make music for, like for reals for reals like let's see what i can come up with and i i just kind of i i didn't know what i was doing for most of it but um yeah i um the theory is, is great i love theory it, it really helps you figure out like it really helps you um understand what you want to say and like be able to really explicitly communicate what you want to say you know it's it, it's it's a great I tool got you. for sure for sure yeah i don't know any music theory i mean i know some i know chords on guitar but that's about it um that's, but that's I, still I, theory you know um, still theory. i always thought that you know it was very interesting to maybe it was always important to learn how to write a song rather than to master an instrument so i always mm. i would try to write music or, or still try to write music i i listen to music i, I like chris you're super hard to hear i try and Anyway, you could boost your audio a little bit. What they did here, what they did there. How do we do it? I don't know, maybe. We're losing Chris. Yeah, if you could uh, boost no. your audio a bit so the audio... No, I can't. I can't. No, so you just did it. it. That's great. I did it? Oh, Yeah, right. we need these people to hear what you're saying, man. Damn, this cat really fucked my shit up. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, chat for Chris. I'm the whole damn computer over. So <laughs> I always thought it was more important to learn how to write a song than to master, you know, an instrument mm-hmm. or even to master, I don't know, what the chords mean it is to get the feel of how it is you know what i mean like you just started writing music recently you know original music yeah. so for that were you basically listening to music you liked a lot and thinking about yeah. well, how do i do my version of this let me pay attention to that song let me get the let me feel the energy of it oh yeah that was that's black marble that was um, okay it was them it was secret attraction i love, love secret, oh, attraction. secret attraction derek derek oh, is a very good. Derek's a very good friend of both me and Isaac, actually. Possible future guest, oh, actually. Good. I love, yeah, um, here. what's the album? It's like the pink album where it's like all red and pink. Mm-hmm. Is that the one that has that the was... uh, the Twin Peaks cover? Not not like that, the cover of the no, album, but like they, was... they covered the Twin Peaks theme like halfway through the album? I don't think so. Well, it everything was, that they've bl- I think is it's fucking amazing. It was Blush, I think. No. It, okay, anyway, it was... Um, yeah, yeah, it was a few artists like that that were like making like modern, you know, like modern synth music, modern synth right, pop, right? A little like a dream really pop to. influence. Yeah, dream pop. You know, Cocktoo Twins, especially. Nice. I fucking yeah. love, fucking love Cocktoo Twins. Um, but those you would say those are some of your your greatest influences. Yeah, to, uh, Cocktoo at Twins. Least for what sure. you're doing right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Those three. Oh um oh fucking um, 
Kurt Feldman of uh, Ice. I Choir love Ice Choir and, and Depreciation and Guild. Depreciation Guild. If I you're have a chip fan. Uh, I know you're a Depreciation. Are you yeah. serious? That's sick. I have the poster of this in uh, Spirit Youth, which is like my number one album of that all album time. Fucks. It, that album fucks. That album fucks, dude. Holy shit. I cried that so many times. Kurt that Feldman shit is, is so really good. good at what they do. I am a stan for Kurt Feldman. If you... we're, we're getting some questions uh, rolling in, Sebastian. Syllabus man. wants to know what your favorite early 2010s Bandcamp Dream Pop act is. 2010. Um. There's some cool, like, Chill Wave projects. Yeah, right? I remember there was a little overlap yeah. between Chill Wave and Dream Pop. With, oh, like, man, Tamarin, were... 2010. Dream Pop? Like, specifically Dream Pop? Um, 2010. Oh, who, were the, who were the sisters? Piper and, um... Oh, um, you're talking about the twin sisters? Yeah, um, were they twins? I know I know about... Lux knows yeah. who I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about as well. Uh, what the They were the great. Piro Instinct. And there was a... I don't know them. Pure there was um, there. they were great. They were real good. I love them. Trying to, trying to think. I don't remember. A lot of like bedroom pop at the time. You'll cut you. I was I was more into like the come back chip to in twenty ten. I was like hardcore. Were you a monster cat tune. fan? No, I don't really do EDM that much. Oh word, okay. Well, there was some chip no, tune on monster cat. There's a bit, yeah. Um, Probably not like the. It was mainly it was mainly just like labels like Ubik Tune. Um, calm down, kidder. Pause. Uh, who fucking else? I, I'm sure you're an onomatopoeia. Artists like fan. artists like Fear of Dark were fucking amazing. Oh, Fear syllabus just name dropped Fear of Dark. Nice. Yeah, I fucking love Fear of Dark. Like his, he keep that that boy can write a song. Like the structure <laughs> is so beautiful. Like the build up of every, it's, it's so good. It's so good. Everyone listen to to uh, Motorway by Fear of Dark. It's so Damn. good. So fucking good. Um. I can't think of any like dream pop at the time that in like twenty ten. Um I liked um like Brother Tiger was pretty good. Oh yeah. A, a great fan. classic style. Mm-hmm. Um There's one song by like what was it, Kishibashi, I think is how you pronounce it. It's um yeah. I think it's Bright Whites. I was obsessed with that song in like twenty ten. It's like a very indie twenty ten <laughs> core. Really cool, really like quirky music i love that kind of shit oh, i got you um, i got you syllabus also wants right. to know if you have any hot tips for songwriting that's a good um, question good question yeah i uh, want to know about your, your where how do you oh, i would love to know about your process, your process. especially Let's since you just process. started doing it uh I typically for songwriting i feel like for the most part you just need to figure out your chorus your verse and then your bridge and then you can just kind of go from there but got you for me, I just kind of figure out like a chord progression, and then I'll just kind of keep expanding upon that and writing melodies over that, and like figuring out drums, or I'll start with drums, and I'll start with, you know, just I'll just find a chord that I like, and just see like, oh, what are these, what are these extensions do? Like, how does that change it? Maybe I can use a borrowed, you know, like modal interchange, or I, I can like do some cool things with it, like, uh, or just study um, other songs and try to replicate mm, yeah. their chord progressions too, like. With, like, a lot of songs, most of the information you need is, like, in the bass. Like, because they'll, like, they'll, 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 really they'll be playing, like... Interesting suggestion. They'll be playing... They'll be playing the root note, mostly, of whatever chord they're... Whatever chord is on top of it. Because that's, you know, the structure of... That's the, that's the point of the bass, is to provide that foundation. Right. So if you can figure out the bass note of that, you can probably figure out, like, the chords, and then from there, you just kind of figure out, like... Like, the... 
the the most obvious note you hear is like the highest note. Good. Is yeah, it the highest? True. It's the highest, like a second highest. But it's like if you can figure that out, you can kind of like figure out like what chord is what, and from there you can just figure out what they're playing. Unless it's like some crazy jazz shit. Like I don't know. Right. They can be doing some free jazz. jazz. I don't. No fucking idea. You're on your own. You need to circle this chart. Some fucking giant steps. I don't know, man. That that's this shit's too intense for me. But for most songs, it's 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 just like a handful of chords and you just figure out your three parts. You you, can, you don't even need a bridge. Sometimes you can just do right a chord. It's a lot of songs that don't have a bridge. Sometimes I, I love, it's not. Oh, sorry. No, no, it's fine. It's just it's interesting too because it's, it's sometimes it's not it's not really just exactly the chords. Too. It's, it's how you're gonna play them. It's how much space you're gonna have in between each one that yeah, you yeah. hit, and how long you're gonna play one, or you know, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, that's an interesting thing too. Is it's the rhythm of writing songs, right? You know, mm-hmm. to, to give it personality. Yeah, yeah. Figure out um, if you can make it like kind of swing. If you can like space, yeah, yeah. Spacing out the notes, spacing out. Can you do like some kind of staccato kind of thing going on? Like that'll change the entire feel of the the song. You know, don't just do like the groove. You know, bah, 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 bah. Do like do <laughs> do some do some um do something that's like off off the grid. You know, syllabus yeah, says groove. find that brown note. <laughs> oh my goodness! I love syllabus. <laughs> oh my god! But uh. Yeah, I don't know. Just fuck around. Fuck around right. and find out, I guess. That's fuck around, that's <laughs> fuck around that's and find advice. out. You heard it on Hot Takes. Incarna wants to know, what is your favorite album that you've made? Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Um, I made... I loved Night Mode, the last album I put out, but I made this one lo-fi hypnagogic pop album that like no one listened to. Okay, um, that's cool. It's called... It's on my band camp. It's called... Um, um, Liquid Crystal by Suburban Twilight. It's like specifically like early two thousands like nostalgia. Um, oh, interesting. Liquid Crystal it, by Suburban Twilight. I'm loving this. That's, that's my, I that's wish in real was tuned in right now. It's oh, low pitched James Ferraro inspired. It's like nice. Rangers. Um, it's it's just like kind of like mod like digital lo-fi in a way where it's like it's just it sounds like shit intentionally in like a way that it's like it's just really compressed and like it, it's all in mono and it's um the idea of it was that you're a kid in like the 2000s in suburbia um watching tv late at night and you get beamed into the tv through via satellite and you're mm-hmm. just going through the channel so every single song is like a different, cool. a different TV, tv station that's awesome. And it was a spe- such a specific sound that I wanted, and I like nailed it personally. Oh, yeah. And I was like, "Holy fuck! I, I love how this turned out." Um, it's like really blorpy and just kind of like fun. Did you say blorpy? Blorpy, yeah. It's like blorpy synths. I love and, like, blorpy like, music. Little blippy little little sounds, and like, that's like to me that's like very Y two kid. It's very like, like just 2000s. very like fat like digital sounding blorpy yeah like autographs music is blorpy blorpy yeah blorpy Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so for me that that like for me that was like something that i i wanted to make for a very long time if you guys know um boy snacks off of um yeah off of uh beer on the rug that was the biggest inspiration for that that. yeah it's like i I was like that was actually more yeah. That was my yeah. favorite Beer on the Rug release, actually, was that Boy Snacks album. It was so fun. Even the cover of it looked like, I don't even know, like the opening Bruh. of like a fucking sitcom or whatever. Like, like, that's, that's legit like a top like, ten album for me. That's, I love that album. album. That's my so, favorite and I was like, Beer on the Rug. 
album. I was like, why has no one? Why is no one making more music like this? Yeah, and, and I was like, why is there? Let me do it. Yeah, you know. That's amazing. So that's what this album sounds like that you're yes. talking about. That's yeah, amazing. That's what I. That's what I. That's what I, I have not heard that I album. Literally... I feel like a philistine. No, you've mentioned a million albums. No, I haven't listen heard to of. it. Uh, but it's I will. really good. They don't I have any other releases for the show. Aside from that one. Dude. That was my that one caught my eye the most too. I remember back in like the early 2010s going through Beyond the Rug and as I was mentioning like just the cover of it looked like like the still frame of like the opening sequence for like a uh like the font for it and everything it just looked like 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 a uh I don't know like a sitcom like <laughs> or something like no, that. No, it's legitimately like a sitcom. I love yeah, that. That sounds so fun. I love that. Fun. It's so playful and it just it really gets you. So now I know I what the word bl- now I know what you're talking about when you say blorpy. Mm-hmm. Is that what you mean by blorpy like voice yeah, acts? Exactly. Yes, oh, that, exactly. So that's definitely not like Orograph then, sir. Orograph is, uh, is a little bit okay, more... Blurpy is like Vaporwave. It's whatever you make of it. Touche. But but Blurpy is very silly, too. Like, Boy Snacks album is so like a little bit... So, so like it's very eyeliner. silly. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, a little bit. But, like but a little bit more... But even a little bit more... Yeah, a little yeah. like eyeliner. But now, like, like push it into the absurd world a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like, like gotcha. make it like... <laughs> like I, yeah, there you go. Much Somebody better than the word Blorpy. Me saying... F-Zero Screw wants to know, Sebastian, what your favorite analog piece of music equipment is. I don't own any, but I, I'm a big simp for the Geno 60 and the, the Geno 106. I think it's just like a perfect, perfect synth. Um, or like the TB-303, that like acid sound is really fun. I love that acid sound. Love I read somewhere sound. that originally it was supposed to be a bass guitar synth. Yeah, they're like, like, oh, it's it's realistic, but then no one was it like, it sounds like somebody for... farting. Let's make awesome songs with it. Yeah, because then it was like no one bought it, so yeah, it was did. cheap. And and then it's like, oh, this is like a cheap piece of electronic gear I can get. Let's see what I can do with it. See, that's just squelchy. Yeah, I've seen. When that's the, when the yeah, 303, 303 is just yes. nasty as fuck. Squelchy. That's squelchy. Chris, do you like 303s or not really? Yeah, sure. Who doesn't like the 303, right? It's I'm so sure fun. there's somebody um, in chat that doesn't like it. It's got a very distinct sound, and it never fails. And when you use, and when you use a 303, it cuts through every other oh, yeah. sonic texture. It's, in the it's song. your lead, so pretty much. Yeah, it's your lead. It's just like as soon as you introduce the 303 to a song, the 303 literally says to the other sounds in the song, "Step aside for a moment. I'm taking over." Like, right. like a banana in a smoothie. Yeah, like a banana in a smoothie. It's the banana just, like, in a smoothie. Just fucking takes right. over, man. Oh, so it's like how can you not appreciate such a uh, such a such a such a piece an instrument with such presence? You know what I mean? True. So like, yeah, of course. It's yeah, like so it. unique and specific just, sounding too. It's so like specific. a jaw harp. Just, I, I, like everyone knows I know that, that sound. And I, I, but that's the thing. I know that if I use so a lot of the music I write is a lot of different sounds put together in sort of a weird way. And I know that if I use a three hundred three, it is going to become the star of the show. So I have to use it sparingly. Yeah, <laughs> I know it'll oh, be the stars because I put it in. Your your volume levels are dropping again, man. You're like the Benjamin. I don't Button know, man. Like I'm not fucking doing anything. I'm just sitting oh. here talking to the microphone. I'm not sure why that's happening. Do you want to try the flanger again? Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so before we started the show, Dr. Chris tuned in and had like a flanger effect on his mic. And it yeah. sounded like a telepath, like slush rack had been applied to his mic. And it was the funniest awesome. thing. So he goes, oh, let me fix it. And then throws this echo on there <laughs> that had me and Sebastian <laughs> in stitches. So good. So uh, I, I almost didn't want him to fix it, but y'all wouldn't have been able to take anything he said seriously for the whole two hours of this show. It's fine. You probably shouldn't take me seriously anyway, so that's all right. <laughs> well, you've got some. You've got some knowledge, man. I'm joking. Insight. I'm joking. It's funny. Y'all can keep um, running up those questions, though. But um, 
You got you got some more um some more biographical ones for us. Oh, like my my origin story. Chris Chris always likes to know the origin story. Yeah, I want to know what. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What was well, your first? On, let's wait. Yeah, you got it. You yeah, know what go I'm going to ask. I want to know what you listened to when you were younger that really moved you Jesus and made God. you kind of Ooh. fall in love with music. Like, what was the first thing Ooh. you listened to that felt like yours? Not exactly your parents, not your siblings or your friends. What was yours? What was Ooh. that? Ooh, fuck. The go first track I remember, it was... It, off the top of my head, the first track I remember that was like kind of like... Where I was like, oh, music can be different than pop was... um. Once in a Lifetime by Talking Heads. My nice. parents showed me that. Oh, and wow, I was like, yeah. holy well, that's shit. That's a good one. You can, be, you can be weird. You can be experimental. It's not pop. Music isn't just pop music. And then yeah. just went from there. Um, Interesting. I mean, they played me a lot of, like, Earth, Wind, and Fire, War, Al Green. Like, great, great stuff. All the smoothies, you know? Like, so, like, I'm super nostalgic for that shit. But um, something that did... It was early college was um I first listened to uh Loveless by My Bloody Valentine. Oh, and yeah. that was like amazing. Know, that'll like, do it. That was a game changer. That that'll that'll do it. That'll do just that was a fine. game changer. I was like, holy sh- you can do that. because I didn't like rock music at the time and I was like hey. Interesting. Not really. I what didn't were you into? understand guitars. Um electronics shit. That's too. cool. I feel like most but, of us had the reverse. We were into like rock music and then discovered synthesizers. Nah. I, yeah, that's I, me, I, yeah, I, for I, sure. I figured it was. I, I just assumed it was all like you know, like ACDC kind of like boomer mm. shit. But yeah. but then I a friend showed I'm the me man like that rocks. Western. Yeah. Well, how, how old are how old are you? I'm 27. Okay. So, so technically, I'm yeah. technically a millennial. Um, I'm I guess. To think, actually, let me see if I have any like song. I'm trying to remember like what songs were like really inspired me as a kid. I guess. Um, let's see, because with um. It was Midwestern emo rock too. A friend showed me nice. um, "Formlessness" oh, nice. by uh, every, "The World Is a Beautiful Place," and I'm not oh, yeah. ready to die. And I was like, "Oh, you can do pretty shit with guitars. Like you can oh, actually—it's yeah. not just banging and rocking and not just banging. It's it's it, it's crying too. You know, um, it's crying too. <laughs> yeah, crying too. Oh shit! Fucking Prefuse '73. Yes. Oh my god! Like, what, one word exting- one word extinguisher. Holy shit! I bought yeah. all of this. I have all of this CDs. Oh my god! Since we last spoke, I, I got shit. deep into Prefuse as well, and that was like maybe oh, one of the first so people good, that like, I was listening to. It got me into like electronic music. Well, Prefuse yeah. '73 Luzine fan. Do you remember Luzine? Oh, which one? Do you remember Luzine? No, no, damn. I think, okay. so. I think you would like. I, no. I want to talk about Prefuse '73. That was a big deal to me too, um, because yeah. that was interesting because it was sample based. It was a bridge between like electronic hip hop mm-hmm. and just like sample based experimentation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Prefuse yeah. oh, '73 yeah. was like the meeting point of all that shit. No, so it was yeah. like it's like yeah. when you discovered Sef- Prefuse '70. When I discovered Prefuse '73, I remember thinking like, oh, oh wow, like this is a lot of different things I thought that were separated from each other but here they are coming together right, yeah. in one oh, yeah. interesting concoction so like i got deep into him too and that might have been like one of my first big electronic artists because like i didn't terribly connect with a lot of electronic artists right away but i definitely did with prefuse so i was like this is really cool yeah that was, is another thing nice like, like oh like it's like electronic music doesn't always have to be like edm it can be like right. experimental. yeah be fun a lot of like be, the micro glitch you know? and like idm type yeah. sounds from the 2000s really have kind of faded from the yeah. current like sound palette yeah they really have haven't they 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I like how music used to be so fucking weird in the 2000s, man. And, and, and it really it was, was really weird in the 2000s. Yeah, it was yeah. like you had like artists like CEX or Sex and oh, uh, fuck. Vin- I just Sex, remember Venetian Snares, oh, all fuck. the ghostly Venetian people. Snares, yeah. Oh, or, uh, shit. Kid, I 606, Kid 606, right? Yeah. Music. I just remember the Thank biggest you, inspiration Rudy. to me. <laughs> the biggest inspiration to me was Lemon Jelly. They're uh, oh, for UK, UK band. I don't think I heard Lemon Jelly. A tune for Jack. Fuck that 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 song literally changed my life because I didn't know what sampling was at the a time. Tune for Jack. That sounds like an Apex. A tune for, it's so fucking interesting. Pretty. I've never heard oh it. Oh my god. It's um, because they were like it, this is like nineties. It was just like a duo and they're just sampling shit and it's very. I don't know, it's, it's very of its time, but it's just so pretty and like so quirky and fun. I love pretty and, music, man. And if you're a fan of song, Dream Pop or shoegaze, I know you're okay with sad music. I tend to do more happy shit. I don't really do much like sad kind of. All, right. All right, I'll take I, it. I, I like you know emotional and like kind of like kind of heart wrenching, but not like overly sad. I guess. Damn, I fucking love sad music. You're not into the melancholy. Not super, no. I think yeah. the like I think like the most I'll go is like maybe like some like Death Heaven or something. Like gotcha. And that okay. and it's like That's cool. That's still kinda like, you know, uplifting. I guess that's my 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 um my interest is like more. Is that like, your musical hot uplifting. take? You don't like sad shit? No, I <laughs> In places it can be good, but I, I have to I would have to be in the right mood. But That's it's not it's not my it's not my forte really. It's not my forte. I like more uplifting, like just kind of radiant positivity, you know, like or even just like emotional shit. Um, good for you. That's we have some very questions in chat that actually kind of apply to that. Um, mm. Syllabus wants to know what imagery you have in mind when you're composing. If you have any examples yeah. of imagery Ooh. you want to share with us. That's I have a, a great whole question. folder. It is. Syllabus always has great questions. Thank that's you a great question I, because that's something we all do probably because I know I always put together a mood board for myself as yes. well. Really? No, I I, I, I think a lot, I think a lot of I think a lot of us do actually and no, it's yeah. we've never really discussed that on this show before. And good, good, no, damn syllabus. Yeah. I uh, have questions. Damn, good question. So go ahead, I you were saying. I have a whole folder of just images that I would like find online and I'll just like kind of get sounds from um I think I posted a screenshot of the folder in uh, on Twitter one time. Yeah, let me just post that. I yeah, please do. Um, the chat please do. for the yeah, most for the most part, it's just kind of like kind of dreamier, kind of unusual, kind of hazy images. But like, I'll just run across images and I'll just like kind of get a sound from that. Yeah, and I'll save that and I'll like reference that when I'm like making something, or I'll just like play like a YouTube video or something while I'm composing. Just kind of like get like a vibe. Yeah, um, yep. I think it's a super, super powerful move to kind of figure out like what kind of aesthetic you want to go for. Um, it's mainly yeah, it's really just kind of pretty, kind of a hashtag aesthetic images that uh, I, I, like I just that. kind of get. But like mood boarding is is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think like, that a lot of us do that. Is. And I don't think we've talked about that that much on the show. I would say that a lot of, I mean, I know particularly in the early 2010s, just going on Tumblr all the time yep. and oh, yeah. just scrolling oh, yeah. for cool imagery and thinking, oh, and then getting inspired and going and maybe trying to to compose something. No, yeah, it's 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 uh, it is. Uh, Thanks for sharing a tweet like secret. that. It's the best way you could possibly answer to that. Yeah, it's hard to explain. <laughs> 
Yeah. We had another good question earlier that um, somebody asked, any written work? I think it was Droogie. Any written work influence your early music taste? Mm. I don't really read a lot. Bruh, um, I used to, but ugh, I've fallen off. Any written work? Hard when we get older, you know? It's hard to find the time. True. What have I read? Uh, not I'm sorry. Maybe not like, really. no. Hey, man. Any Let me think about it, yeah. Well, it, yeah, let me think about that. It was, I mean, I don't create, but like, I don't think anything I've read influences my mixing. So, <sighs> I, can't, I can't think Especially of it. Especially if you're into nonfiction, head. like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um... Oh, um, I forget his name. He did the album art for Flying Lotus's Pattern Plus Grid World, I think. I was in the comics at the time. Mm, um, it's just like surrealist comics. I, f- I totally forget his name, but it's like, just a kind of imagery. What? Like, kind of, kind of, world? Yeah, he did. The, he did. He did the album art for that, and I don't remember what his name was. But he's he's in a few books, uh, like a few like comic anthologies, and they're just kind of like I, I always loved like surrealist imagery, like like Salvador Salvador Dali, and just like. Others at the time, like Dadaist. Um, nice. But I feel like, because with, yeah, yeah, I guess with like Dolly, like his, um, there's one piece where he, he, it's just like a lobster, but it's like a phone. So it's like taking like elements from real life and like recontextualizing them. Mm-hmm. So I guess that could be an influence. So Lux just like, says she thinks she found him. Is it Theo Ellsworth? Yes. It is Theo Ellsworth. Oh, of course. Super, Nicely. super Best cool. Detective. Stuff. The album was, uh, capacity in 2010 capacity super cool okay. book very cool super All right. super dreamlike super trippy uh really detailed sketches like really like every little like surrealism is the move i mean for those of us that use music as a form of escapism it makes perfect sense that you know surrealism or dadaism would be just no for hand. real so i can find like yeah, yeah, it's yeah, Theo Ellsworth. Good find, Lux. Good find. Good find. Chris, do Good you have find. any other like formative or biographical questions you want to ask before I start? Yeah, I do. How did you get into Vaporwave? That's Ooh. an amazing question. <laughs> I think it was it was either Tumblr or I used to go on uh, 4chan's music board. Just I, I still kind of I still yeah I still kind of do just to kind of peek in and see. Pretty sure I, that's. I, I would I but I would say that that's where the first fans of Vaporwave start. Yeah. We talk a lot about the people who made Vaporwave and got involved in it, kind of meeting each other in their in their group chats and in, no, yeah. you know, being pieced together in, in Facebook groups or on uh, different or like you know Last FM or et cetera, et cetera, turntable. No, yeah. But you know, you have to actually also consider the story of the fans of the people who dis, who took notice that there are all these artists doing things around each other, and I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that probably starts. On the uh, the the moo board, I, uh, yeah, yeah, that's um, I, yeah. I remember the guys on the podcast SlimeWire. I mentioned that, and I was like, yeah, that's exactly right. That's where that's where the fans started. Because I remember I used to go on RebeccaBlackTech.com, which was the search engine for moo. Yeah, yeah. And I would like look my name up all the time. No, that's what I, I, I would me. look up you albums. Yeah, yeah, I would exactly. Albums, so I would say I would agree with them and say yeah. like that's definitely where exactly. like I would say the fans begin to take hold is on that board. And so it's mm-hmm. interesting that you mentioned that because uh, you know I think we should talk about that more. Go go ahead though. You were saying. 
So you probably. Oh yeah, that's. Use... Yeah, that's what I. I would also use that that search and that search engine to like just find. I would just like Google like vaporwave mega and I would just like download. Oh sick. Albums, you know, because I didn't really know about Bandcamp really. Lux says she doesn't agree with the Moo thing. I'm not saying that that's where the artists started, but I know that there were a lot of people there that were fans of Vaporwave, and they would, you know, on that board, it's like, it was like a pissing contest for who knew the most interesting obscure music, right? It was these kids coming on and flexing how obscure they were, and they would post about a lot of the Vaporwave acts all the time, and then, you know, I I think fan bases begin to to start there. I don't know if the the artists, I didn't, I I wasn't even on Moo, but I I knew it existed. I knew people would talk about Vaporwave a lot on it, and I would look myself up on it. Yeah, it's it's good for that end, but it's it's a fucking awful website to be on. Oh, dude, it's an awful it's, website to be on. It's a look, fucking awful. I, I could, fucking hate I'm not. I don't have to do, do you read? Not, I like dip I'm in, and I'm just like, all right. Listen, do you read? Do you rate your music reviews? I, don't, I never. Oh god, I, I've read, read a few of them. Yeah, I won't go there. They're all confused. I don't. Chris doesn't read his. It's a trap. I'll go there. Don't read it. <laughs> Don't read it. I'll go to that place. It'll make you second guess. There's always going to be one that person place. has just the wrongest take, the objectively wrong take about your album, and it's going to keep you up at night. My favorite review of Overgrowth was like someone was like, "Anyone can, you know, you could you could oh. literally just play some slow down jams on your MacBook and play Rainforest sounds at the same time, and you would have gotten the same experience." And I'm just like, God, that's so funny, but like, you're right. What was the division of labor like when you collaborated with Oscob on that album? What parts can you say are distinctly you versus what's we, distinctly them? We basically made the same amount of tracks, 50-50. I was mostly the the, light, the latter end of the I album, gotcha. I think. The more, like, glitch, kind of electronic, kind of ambient. The one that, um, that uh, David Russo was obsessed with, Overgrowth, I think. Um, wait, that's mm-hmm. the name of the album, is it not? Yeah. It's Complex, sorry. Overgrowth is the name of the oh. album. Complex is the song. He put it on so many Dream Catalog comp compilations. I think... Oh, yeah, that's one I made. Yeah, nice. yeah that was me. The one with that the girl me. talking about the trees being connected. Yeah. It's definitely <laughs> one of the most was, like gentle someone, things I've ever someone heard. Someone on, on uh, Rate Your Music said it was cringe. It was like cringe environmentalism and I'm like, bro, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, fuck Every you. Every eco-terrorist's favorite album. I see, um, I see Jeff's oh. in the chat right now, Vapor. And I hey, what up, oh, what's up, Vapor? I didn't know you void Vapor. I, I, remember, I remember Jeff saying on a Rate Your Music Four thing that like, one time, like for one Vapor album, it was like, what is this? Not experimental enough. And then Jeff does another one and it's like, yeah, too experimental. I know, It's right? like, what the fuck do you people want? I played this Love to my that. girlfriend and she left me. So, so funny. So, it's a trap. Don't don't read your shit on there. Like, yep. Uh-huh. Oh, I, I just keep know. digital sex. Shit. Scare the hose album. Win. Scare the hose. That was that was the the noise track on Overgrowth. That was the scare scare the hose. The scare the hose track. That was the scare the hose track. The one with the chainsaw. On, oh, that cover is... art is extremely iconic too. Very beautiful. Oh yeah, it's um that's James Webster. Yeah. James Webster did the album artwork for wow, and, and, and the music video. It's on the it's on that compilation really? VHS tape. That we he need did. to get him on hot takes. At this point, every time we I do. see him, I'm really like, do. I have to oh, avert my gaze because I'm like, yeah, I, was, I don't know. We, 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 we had already had, one, but no, we didn't forget no, we, about you. I promise. No, James, no, James, 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 James. I was waiting for the Death Dynamic Shroud album to come out. We've already had everyone else from Death Dynamic Shroud on the show already, but I wanted the album to come out before we had Jeff. Before we, you know. You know, for a J for ask James, you know, True. right? 
Like that was like the whole thing. That's like why you know we're waiting because uh, you know I love James. He's a dear dear friend of mine. He's co DJ no, terminally no, chill. Yeah, so we have DJ to have terminally him on. chill. Yeah, of course. This is like we never like we're getting to everybody. You know, what I mean? he's like, um yeah. very very quiet and gentle, but he's got these like piercing blue eyes. If he like looks at you, like locks he's eyes with great. you, it's terrifying. No. He's the kindest, sweetest person. He's so interesting and he's very funny. You know what I mean? Very sharp and quick-witted as well. He's a he's he's, he's DJ uh, terminally chill with me at least four or five times. Nice. I need you to um like shove that mic down your throat or or if you have something that you can use to oh, turn it up because oh, you are there is nothing so, I can do aside from talking to it. All right, he sounds on my end. Really? I think it's just yeah. You sound balanced on my end. I have right. not done anything to this mic to make it lower or louder. I'm turning you up as loud as I possibly can. Okay, it sounds good now. All right. <sighs> all right. This is the fun part. Now all I right. get to ask you all of my deranged music opinion questions sweet i want to know what your favorite live show you've ever attended is oh shit i mean besides electronicon that was pretty all right let's let's actually go into that we're gonna sidebar your honor what was your favorite experience (laughs) over the electronicon weekend and what was the low point for you Ooh, that's a great question. I ask all of my friends that. What was the high point? What was the low point? The low point was trying to get the fuck out of New York, trying to fly oh, out. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah, I heard that was terrible. Did you, was did you fly point. out of... Which one did you fly out of? LaGuardia. Oh, us too. We we dodged but, a new, um, man. We left super early. I, I ran into Dan Mason there, and we, we, we talked about anime and games Did you run into hours. our Rosewood homies? Uh, DS dude and... Um, no, just Because Dan they Mason. ran into Dan Mason too. Yeah, he was like literally like right next to my gate, and we just we just sick shot the shit, you know. But um, I guess the high point was, was the vaporers set. That vaporer set. Very biased. Oh, I'm very man. biased. So and I know I'm you're in chat, man. Like this fool very was biased. climbing so the fun. girders like, like, like a monkey. I don't know where he gets that energy. And everyone was like, oh, I loved seeing St. Pepsi. And I was like, I'm sure St. Pepsi was amazing, but you really missed. (laughs) You really missed out. First, he broke his laptop. Then he climbed into the ceiling. Not literally, but almost. Chris, you saw. I'm sure at least if you weren't physically there, you saw video footage, correct? I saw both. Yeah, absolutely. I saw it. Absolutely. (laughs) Someone took a picture. I think it was Ognos. And he's just got this look on his face. He's like. It's like a feral look. <laughs> it's just great. He does, yeah. That was uh, probably my high point, that, too. That, that or FM yeah. Skyline or, like, the second half of Picture Plane set. I came into yeah. that second half of Picture Plane, and I elbowed my way to the front because I'm five foot four and 34 years old, so I don't give a fuck. Hot take. Sorry. I'll say excuse me, and, and, and I'm sorry, but I don't give a shit. I'm older than all y'all, and I'm smaller than all y'all, so I'm getting up to the front. And I did, and me and TWA, <laughs> uh, Sam Sachs, were, were just getting it to picture plane. I wish I had been there for his whole set. Um, but enough about me. Um, how about those food truck lines, y'all? Oh, I, I, didn't I, 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 I didn't even try. I, I didn't bother. bother getting food I starved all day. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, just I, beer I mean, for me. I mean, but it's like, what? it's really... I. It's, I don't know. It's it's difficult. That's like one of the things when you you plan a festival, and it's 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 
one of the things you don't you can one of the last things you consider is is okay feeding everybody. But True, it's, it's difficult. I can't I can't imagine organizing a festival. It's, it's it seems crazy. But you know, I would love to see more people do this. You know what I mean? It's some like, more vaporwave festival. Couldn't, I don't think you could leave without coming back in. No, you can't leave. Thing, which is no. Stupid. Yeah, there was no reason. Like, well. I want to get. I want to. I'm hungry. I want to go get food. That's probably yeah. just the venue's policy. That's a lot of venues' policies. Sucks. These. That's sucks. like most venues' policies yeah. these days. You know what I mean? If you leave, you can't come back. Yeah. Just is kind of what the deal is Sorry. these days. So you can't like go out and like I guess bring more things in. Ah, who knows? Anyway, um, do I do. Uh, what, wait, what was the highlight for well, you? Oh, the vapor. Oh, vapor. The vapor set, that's right. Uh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Who else did you see that, like, here's another question that I like to ask people. Well, do I get to answer this question? Yes, you do. I'm sorry. I'm gonna, you know what? You answer the question first because then I'll have my follow-up question. Perfect. All right. So uh, highlight for me is Giant Claws set. That was the most amazing oh, yeah. thing I've ever people. seen in my life. That was phenomenal. That was earth-shattering, crazy, crazy experience to be to to see that performed live and to be in Keith's presence while he was just orchestrating all those amazing sounds and just pulling every heartstring possible and the phenomenal thing that I loved about that set was that and I was talking to Zobelli about this as well was that Shout you out know, Zobelli everybody is hearing almost a different song when he plays that man layers so many different interesting concepts ideas and sounds into every every fucking nook and cranny of his song constructions that when you hear it you're hearing a different song than everybody else's because it's a ten you're attenuating to what speaks to you in it true and so but everyone agrees it's awesome like me and john were talking about how like john was like he's like i'm, I'm crying during this set because i'm being right. moved by the sounds i'm hearing and i see in rail and john hates like, live music so and that's he's, saying and, a lot and, and rail is up there and he's like headbanging to it and he's like we both think this is awesome but we're yep. both hearing it differently and then and that tech and fucking masterful. Oh, I saw tech to, to going crazy. But that shit was masterful. That changes the way that you interpret music. That man, he's there's that is, man is a genius. That is a different way of experiencing music and hearing music. Did and you see the the disco holic? Um, oh my god, I was cracking up when he was hitting his like a bop it noises and shit every time. He Sebastian, did you see that with the cowbell? No, that was cool too though. But on no, um, on Randy's show. Discoholic was in the Discord, and they were playing footage of Keith, and Discoholic was just triggering these fucking cartoon sound effects. Yeah, it was really funny. <laughs> like it was Scooby like Scooby-Doo ass fucking like sound. It was like it was. Lux like is gonna find were like a, clip. Like a, we're like a bop it or something like that. Oh, <laughs> from their from their stream. From the live stream, they just they had, cartoon like Randy. Looney Tunes sound effects every time Keith would hit the. Oh, Whatever that thing is called, I think we asked him about it on our episode, but I can't remember what he called what he referred to it drum, as. Drum pad, yeah. Yeah, so Chris, but, that uh, was your highlight, and yeah, a, a great that and great that pick. and also that and also uh, getting to meet Vapor Memory, who I've wanted to meet for a long time. You know, I've always I've shout been out Vapor Memory for streaming yeah. so many of these sets. They've been, been wanting to meet meet him meet him for a long time. You know, been friends with him for a long time, and really always appreciated him and just who he is and how he his love for music and the way he experiences it and uh, how much he's done for me and everybody else honestly so i just i really wanted to meet him you know in person and uh and and give him a hug and say thank you and i did, did. not get and, to meet them but they sound like a badass person and i really wish them wonderful, nothing but the best wonderful human being with an extremely radiant energy about them yeah sick so what was the low point for the weekend oh boy low point for the weekend yeah um, keep it spicy 
Boy, gosh, I really had such a good time. My low point for the weekend was just like there was people who I wanted to meet in person that I didn't get a chance really? to. Like I really, I didn't get a chance to, to, to talk to Molo or or oh, some you other. Missed out. Yeah. I know I missed out, and uh, there's just like there's just people that you know I didn't get a chance to say hi to. And I think the low point for me is that just there's not enough time. There's not enough, not enough places for me to go. There's, there's not well, enough time. You know to what spend the low point is? You missed the tape swap. And we missed yeah, you man. bad. For as long yeah, as I man. wanted to, you know? I know you Wait, what couldn't happened? make it, but we wanted to... I, I just wanted to see you there so bad. Yeah, man. Oh, oh yeah. What's, oh, what's my the... God. The tape... Yeah, that's a low Why point there. There must be, like, a delay. I missed, I missed the... Um... Think about it. No, no, I, 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 there, you, you cut out for a second. Yeah, I, I'm, I missed that, and I'm, I'm very upset that I missed that, but I had to work. Um, yeah, you know, I know, because. Man. It just it just is what it is. It's a shame, but you know what? It's it's a call to us to maybe try and, and figure out. What is it out you always say? We have the rest of our lives. I stole that from George, actually. So yes, I we have the rest of our lives. I, well, I stole it from George. But guess what? He stole the summer camp line from me. So we're all good. That's <laughs> like hey. that's a, a form of appreciation. I love it. I was very all right, fellas. Here's my follow up question for y'all about Electronicon. What was the sleeper hit for you? And actually, I think I can thank my friend Haley for this question was there any act that you saw where they were like way better than you thought they would be and was we're not we're not going to ask who the overrated actor was that's mean spirited but like was there anyone that you saw that you were like damn this fucked harder than I thought it would be um, runner's club oh yeah runner's club they were really so fun fucking, to talk to they're really fucking good they're, I they're knew so they sweet. were going to be good they're, they're so, so fun. sweet they're so nice Carl had such stage presence. I, you know, I oh, knew yeah. Runner's Club no. was going to be good, but I didn't yeah. know they were going to just ease into that role of like leading the audience the way they did, and it was so no, fun. No, they're super fun. Super energetic. Yeah. They were very Love kind them. and sweet to talk to as well. They're so sweet. They're so Keep sweet. Them so far away. <laughs> came from Sweden. I was telling I them, and they're so good. They're, the music was so good, and I came in, I'm like, God damn it. You Swedes, as if it's not enough that you invented mm-hmm. pop. As if it's not enough that you invented pop music. You have to come here to deconstruct it better right. than all of us do. <laughs> like they posted I, uh, a super I... cool tweet or, or video or something, and they were like, "So we w- we learned how to make vaporwave from Frank Javsey's How to Make Vaporwave, and now he's like headbanging during our set." I saw that clip. That's this fun. No, that, that, that's the thing. Like their their music videos and their live shows are like they're. I complimented them on their production quality of like oh just like God, their yeah. videos, and they were like, "Oh yeah, thanks. We don't really know what we're doing. Like we're just like on YouTube, learning how to produce right. videos." Right. And I'm like, "Are you? I thought you guys were like industry veteran." <laughs> but you're just like there's some fucking raw fucking winging it. Like what the scene. fuck, dude? The quality on display is unreal. So th- your answer was Runners Club, Chris. Do you have a a act that you I mean, saw that surprised you with how much? I don't want to say oh, better they were than you thought they would be, but you know what I mean. It's it's funny because like I've seen a lot a lot of these guys so many times now. Actually, uh, boy, Runners Club is a really good answer though. Um, that's the one because you knew they yeah. were going to be good, but I didn't know they were going to be able to work do do such good crowd work too. You know what uh, I mean? Video like, drum says it. Hotel pools outdoor stage was super chill i wish they had turned him up louder hot take yeah he was too quiet i could hear what everybody was saying but overall hotel pool set was badass yeah um and christ's set went way harder than i thought it was going to christ set was john set was was great 
That was one I knew. It John was the was most be good, cursed thing ever. It was ever. so fun. John's set was such a fun party. You know what I mean? It was. It, it was. was so fun and playful. And when he dropped the Rick roll in the middle of it, I oh was my like, god! I cut the video. The I have the video, and I like cut it off immediately. I was like, nope. You're not getting me today, buddy. But, not getting my ass. And it's great because it's like it. you know those videos on Twitter where it's like the Everyone cut is just crazy. the right time. It's like that. The fucking Rick roll. Shout oh, out yeah. Christ! I tried to. Compliment and it was really John fun too. too because it looked like John was having a really fun time doing it too. Like that was just. It's always a yeah. pleasure right. when you see standing John there just moving like his head just up. a little bit, yeah, smiling. It's- Love it. He's having hey, yeah, like a life. little smile. Ah, yeah, I love that guy. I complimented him. Um, you know, we had dinner with John and Randy and um, Frank on oh, Sunday like night, and I was like, yeah. hey, man. And John's a little, forgive me, he's a little intimidating because, like, he's got kind of this, like, almost like crotchety old man vibe to him. But I don't you know, know if he intends mean. to do that. But it's just no, like, I, I really liked your work, man. Your set went way harder than I thought it would be. And he was like, what do you mean? <laughs> why, is that, why is that? What What were you thinking it was going to be like? And I was like, I don't <laughs> I know. Him. I meant that as a compliment. Like, it went <laughs> hard. And he was That's like, Are you not, have you not heard my latest album? I was like, oh, my God, John. <laughs> Yo, I love that guy. That's phenomenal. I'm not going to do the He's John the best. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's he's so the best. Funny. Best, best, ta- best taste in music. In the, you know, so he's, he's, he's so cool, but he's the best just record like, label. Come on, man! I, I, I the compliment. He's such a critical thinker. He's so, but he's so funny too. Um, you know, if you have a chance to, oh, they want me to do the John voice. Yeah, what do you mean? Uh, haven't you heard uh, my word? Time. <laughs> you, oh, you, that was have good. you not listened to AD? Oh, Isaac, that was really good. Really good. <laughs> that was really good. Come on, Mister Skelly, man! You have your own podcast. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was when I was on the fight. All right. Yet. So, yeah, Christ was mine. Um, good answers, guys. So, all right. Um, I'm so sorry that we sidebarred. I did want to know what your favorite No, that was an important show. sidebar. No, that, that was great. That was great. Was there anybody you – I want to sidebar more about this. Yeah, was there anybody you met? Was there anybody you met at Econ that you were, like, really you – know, oh, like, you know, I've been friends question. with that person a long time. I can't believe I finally get to meet them. This is what – a, what a nice thing. What a, what a nice experience. Was oh, there anybody so – there's so many. Are you talking about like friends for a long time, or just like excited to meet? Could them? be could like, be either one. You know, sometimes oh, too many people. <laughs> uh, anyone stand out? It was uh, it was cool to meet Dan Mason. It was cool to meet. Um, oh, he's yeah. in chat. Fucking soft replica. Soft replica. Yeah, soft shit. replica. Soft replica. Just I'm soft so replica. happy that I got to see soft replica. Sure did. I wish I could have hung out with them more. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Them and Dan Mason were. It was just like cool to like meet them in person and just just find out how like chill they are and just kind of like just shoot the shit you know it, it was it was really chill yeah. it was really chill it was i got just, to just chat mad. jrpgs with dan on sunday and it was very enjoyable like there's oh, a yeah, part we, we, we did too. i've i've met many people and and but there's a part of me that still has a little bit of imposter syndrome I'm like oh i don't belong here amongst all these you're the like, best dj thank you e- Ever. You're too kind, but there's still a part of me that's like, I wouldn't say it if I didn't believe it. I'm bothering these people. So, you know, I was like, hey, what are some JRPGs you can put me on that that I've, you know, I've played all the Final Fantasies. I've played a lot of the Dragon Quests. What are some you can put me on? And this fool, like, stopped and, like, talked about it at great length with me. And then I was like, thanks, man. I appreciate that. And walked away and he, like, followed me. And I was like, this is cool. (laughs) Making friends. Making friends. That's what it's all about. Yeah, it, pretty much everybody. I loved meeting had. Quiz. There. What's up, Quiz? Quiz oh, is so cool. I'm so jealous Quiz you get to see best. Quiz all the time, Chris. Oh, Quiz is awesome. He's Quiz so funny, at our energetic, hostel smart. Thursday night. Oh, that's awesome. He's a 
he's just uh, such a positive and intelligent person. Just great. Extremely positive, full of energy. I had a little bit of a heart-to-heart with Quiz, actually, while we were walking around on Thursday where I was. I love that. Um, I really don't know if... It was just literally what I just said, where I was like, I don't know if I have the confidence to, like, come up to people and, like, ask them for stuff. All right, let me back up, and I'll make it quick. My little brother Sam was supposed to come with us. He was going to fly from Austin, Texas to um, New York City, and he was going to bull with us all weekend, and he got the coronavirus one day before he was supposed to fly. Uh, yeah, man. So um, I got him a shirt, but I was like, all right, I got to go above and beyond for this guy, and I got a little notepad at one of the Walgreens, and Chris signed it, so he remembers, but I was like, I'm going to get everybody to sign it. I'm going to get my friends of course in my collective design it i'm gonna get every artist that i like or have had on hot takes or that i can bend their ear to sign this notepad and i got everybody i got george i got neggy jimmy i got saint pepsi i got picture you are such everybody a good brother such a good brother man it was That's what so nice. i would have wanted done so i just did it for him but i was talking Very to quiz cool, and i was man. like the, i've literally had these people on our show but like i don't know if i can just like walk up to them and be like hey can you do this you know i don't feel like they like I deserve their like attention and quiz. Like, how do you do it? Quiz. You walk up to anybody, anybody, <laughs> and you just demand their attention, like within seconds. Yeah. And yeah. like, it always goes over super well. Like, how do you do it? And I, I don't really remember what quiz said because I was probably like really tired from walking around, but they, they gave me the boost and confidence that I needed. And I appreciate that quiz. I feel quiz is like a hive so much less right to anyone's attention than you do. <laughs> Uh, it, yeah, sorry. Yeah, um, my monologue is over, but <laughs> yeah, loved meeting Quiz. Were there some other people that you really enjoyed meeting, Sebastian? That that you didn't get a chance to oh, sh- name drop yet? Because Soft Republic was a very good friend of mine, and I loved seeing them there too. Man, I mean, like obviously, like Alex from Pacific Plaza it was cool to actually like. He's great. Released with them, it was cool to actually meet them. Just like it's cool to just meet people and like feel like their energies you know it's like, like a family reunion yeah. wasn't it you know it's Still just so it's just so chill of course john zobelli of business casual wizard of loneliness it's just cool to like meet people and put faces to names you know like or names to about, faces i should say i like what you said about kind of like being the presence of their energy because it's just mm-hmm. interesting to see that like what makes them an individual you know what i mean how yeah exactly right. they carry them Someone's very, very different from each other, but still on the same wavelength. Yeah, because your online persona is so different than your actual, like, real-life self, you know? you I feel like you don't really know somebody until you actually, like, meet them in person and actually, like, interact with them, you know? Well, like, I had never seen... Maybe I just didn't dig deep enough, but I had no idea what you looked like. Anything no one really did. About you. And you came up no to one, me. I didn't either, yeah. I was like, no oh, one does. You're going to be on the show soon. Right. And, and I had a mask on, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I don't judge people who didn't want to mask up. That's fine. But I masked up because I'm not getting no fucking no. coronavirus. No. And you had a mask on too. And so it was like, what's up, buddy? Who are you? Hey, I'm, I'm going to be your guest <laughs> in like a week. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, it's digital sex. I think I went in for the what's hug up? like immediately. Mm-hmm. I'm a That's hugger. Every, literally every interaction on Electronic Hunt was like that. It was like, hey, buddy, right. what's up? And it's like, hey, you actually do know me. <laughs> there were so many people I met that were like up? that. You must have it real bad, Chris, because everyone knows who you are. And people probably walk up to you and you're just like, what's up? <laughs> How do I know you? 
Oh, I'm pretty good at remembering most people, though. Like, I, I really good. take it. I, I really, you know, I, I, I'm pretty good at uh, remembering people. Uh, not always best with names, but very yeah, good yeah. at remembering, um, and even but remembering people and just what makes them interesting and unique. Like, I, I try to zoom, zone in on that a lot with, with everybody I meet nice. for the most part, particularly in the vaporwave world, because everybody is so interesting and fascinating and has yeah. an interesting, like, way of carrying themselves or backstory or tastes and. Yeah, I uh, there's something very special about everybody that I meet, particularly in vaporwave, and I, I I I have a little knack for zeroing in on that and appreciating it, and so I don't mind it. I, I like it when people I, it makes me feel very uh, very happy and and special and validated that people want to come talk to me, and uh, and remember me and and care about what I have to say to them. That's very sweet. It makes me feel good. I was there with Wendy too, so she could see yeah. all these people yeah. that like that I meet. Her. A lot of people knew her too, obviously, from how I talk about her on online, mm-hmm. etc. It was nice to see her again. So um, yeah, it was really it's fun. Yeah, the vaporwave festival thing for me is just so strange and interesting because. Um, I was there when it started, and it's. Uh, um, I, I can't believe this thing I love so much has a has a little gathering point for all these people, right? And okay. um, I just like it's so funny. Like I never would have imagined. I never could have imagined. You know what I mean? Um, but I also did know it was going to be important, and I knew it would continue to be important because it just it did feel like you know this cause this is like a lifestyle sort of thing that's being created, and that doesn't happen mm-hmm. very often. Like you know, there's goth, there's punk; these are mm-hmm. things that have music and ideas associated mm-hmm. with them, and also fashion and art. And uh, I, I saw vaporwave as, as another as another version of one of those things. You know what I mean? I think I use the word paradigm yeah. a lot. And yeah. I, I saw that as being something, uh, you know, being more than just a music, more than just a movement, but like an, uh, a whole a whole identity for some people. And that's kind of fascinating. You know what I mean? You rarely see that. That, that doesn't happen very often. That's so much more interesting than, than, than just being a specific music. You know what I mean? There's so very many true. specific. There's so many musics, you know, so many genres. There's so many ways of making music and like. But for something to move above that and become identities for people and ideas and concepts and, you know, th- like these like paradigms, right? That that's really fucking rare. Yeah, so I think it's really fucking. It's got silly a whole like people... unifying. But, yeah, ethos. so it, it, I I always kind of like laugh a little bit when I see people try and reduce vaporwave, you know, try and mm. make it smaller, and I'm like, I love the, the description of vaporwave on like r slash vaporwave, where it's like global capitalism has ended, and it's just like. <laughs> All right, y'all. I mean, I still do think that vaporwave in general is like an anti. I I still think that vaporwave has. Maybe other people don't agree with it, but I think that making vaporwave is still a political move. You know what I mean? Because you're operating outside those paradigms. Yeah, you're 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 operating outside those paradigms that have locked you out. You know the indie. you know the the indie corporations will not put your music out. They're not going to work with you. The big corporations are not going to put your festival together for you. They don't have any interest in it. So you have to do it yourself. You have to be the corporation yourself, right? And then right, hope that you can take that responsibility and make a better world for us all. <laughs> we got know. a great question in the well, chat. You know from what I'm Vape saying, Air, guys? Guess, you know, Vape Air wants to know if you've ever played any talk. shows as digital sex. I've I've played a few. URL Twitch shows. As uh, you, that. you are you are from and kind of the nef- same neck of the woods, aren't y'all? I want to say. Yeah, we're we're both Atlanta boys. Very cool. He's, he's a good buddy of mine. We were trying to play a show together, oh, but it, right. it didn't happen. You're both Atlanta like boys. Not, it, it wasn't happening, but um, 
Damn. And I would love to play like legit live shows. I am ready, nice. ready to turn up. I'm ready to turn up. Turn please, up. Hell please, yeah. venues, please, please, please book me. I mean, that's one of the things that I love. I mean, I'm just getting started. I've played a few shows. It's oh, finally getting to the yeah. part. Oh, he. Walk up. Vapera says he trashed your ass. He's talking Mario trash. Party. Talking fucking which, trash. Which Mario Party? Can I ban his ass? Can I, like, hang on? Are you a mod? What? I don't know. Am I a mod? So. <laughs> Can I ban his ass? Can you ban him with your mind? God, whatever. <laughs> um. I would love to play Mario Party with you and Vapor. Just say oh, when, dude. and I'm there. Yeah. Now Mario Kart, y'all can have, but you know, we love Mario Kart. So mm, I'm Mario so bad Kart. at racing games, bro. Um, it's just drifting, dude. It's just drifting. It's just drifting. It's and then drifting. Doctor Chris, Doctor <laughs> Chris, learn to and watch. Yeah, I would like watching people play video wide. games. That's fun. Um, it's, everyone gets so excited. I love it. I love it when I meet people at a show that I play, and they're like. I would love to play. How do you get to a point where you can play live? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh. Make friends. Like, do it. Um, But, uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's so cool how many people have skills and talent. They just need someone to take a chance on them. I mean, and yeah. Chris took a chance on me, like, not to make this about me, but, like, that that guy right there across from me and the other CRT can can be directly thanked for you know what's going on with me. Um, oh. Go to other live shows, absolutely. No, no. Converse I with wasn't people. taking a chance on you. I already knew you were really great. Don't <laughs> I was just like not much of a chance. I already knew right? you were great. I'd watch all your all the DJ sets you used to and, stream. And we talked. Thank you, man. We talked about this extensively as a hot of take course. in one of the episodes. Like, go make. Like converse with people, put them on stuff. Like pay attention to what they like, show them stuff you think they'll like. Like make organic yeah. relationships with people. Um, going to other live shows helps a lot. Um, if you're kind of an introvert or you just like really don't like leaving your house, like me, I mean, shit, join a Discord. I don't know, but like, you guys probably know better than I do what to do. Business hugs, Lux says. <laughs> Speaking of live shows, what's the worst live show you've ever attended? Nice segue. Ooh. Thank you. Oh, man. I'm an expert. I can't think of the worst, but the most kind of painful that just kind of hurt me was um, it was seeing my bloody Valentine. Wow. Um, it was Okay, so it's um, they're, they're amazing. Tea. They're amazing. The fucking venue is so loud. It's okay. like all fucking low end and mid. Well, I know, good, like, all, I, had I, no low end at all. I know all their songs practically, and I half the show I could not tell what the fuck they were playing. <laughs> Are you saying you're a bigger slow dive fan than my My Bloody Valentine? No, I fucking I have a I was literally wearing a My Bloody Valentine T-shirt today. All right, guys, you got. I, your oh answer. wow, my look Bloody at Valentine. that! I'm That's glad to see someone Valentine. else. On but my team. I mean, I love slow dive as well. Mixed, it was just mixed like shit, man. It was. It was. What, do you it think was it was their sound guy or what? I was like, how do you mix shoegaze in the live setting? Like, I think that it's probably hard, hard in general. Shit. You know, it's like it's like how the fuck, and you got layers of that. Did it's you like, wear how the fuck earplugs? Are you mixing that? You. They literally gave out earplugs because they're like, you're gonna fucking need this, bro. Uh -huh. <laughs> gonna give you hearing right. damage, bro. Here you go. You, you had to. It was it was the loudest thing I've ever heard. Wow. The coolest thing though was at the end, for like five minutes straight, they just played their instruments as fast as they could, 
and it just sounded like wow. a fucking jet taking. It sounded like a fucking jet taking off. It was amazing. Wow. That was the best part of the show. That, that, when did you <laughs> see them? Twenty eighteen, seventeen. When they oh, wow. when they were doing their okay. their tour, nice. I got lucky enough to they're touring near where I was living. I've noticed that a lot of shows in the late 2000s, early 2010s always finished with a bang. It seems these days a lot of shows kind of finish with a whimper, which is fine. But, like, am I the only one that, like, in the late 2000s, everyone had to end their set with, like, an experimental, like, wall of sound. Even Moom I I saw live. I love that. And Moom, like, shook the floorboards. You remember Moom? That, like, cutesy little Icelandic, you know, freak folk band? Well, some of the loudest shit I've ever heard was... 2007. Too loud, man. Oh, interesting. Too loud, man. Ugh. Actually, I want to talk about speaking of like m- m- engineering and shit. It's like with Electronicon, that fucking space is not meant for for live performances, man. Yeah, tell it us. It was all. It was just all like it was so muddy and like. There were a lot of problems with people's end. audio dropping out. I mean, just like mixing in general, like it didn't even in like the the. The outdoor stage sounded the best for sure. Yeah. Like, do you think the sound people phoned not... it in? I don't know. I feel like a lot of venues just do that. They'll just boost the fucking low end and like the subs way too much, and it's just like a. I mean, like live. I much. think Lux's set yeah. sounded great, but if you lost Lux's set sounded videos, good. It's just so like bass boosted. Yes. Like I don't know. It's just it's just the space too. It's like this huge warehouse that they made like. I don't know what they even did in it. Like it's like a repurposed warehouse. Like it's not made for for like live sound, you know. Yeah. And I think that was the biggest bummer. Is just like it's just it wasn't the best in terms of like. But the club stage sounded good because you know it's a smaller space and everyone's packed in there. It's, it's absorbing a lot of the, that sound. But like the the main stage was just like echo, like Rumble City. Was it know, a man. repurposed glass factory? Is, that sounds like was. that's what Fate Bearer is saying. It used to be a glass I think factory. it was. If yeah. anybody here had VIP access or just happened to find a way to sneak down, there was a like dungeon area down underneath <laughs> with where they had like another show going on that same night and it was like a techno like show. Uh, Chris, you would you would have loved this shit. It was terrifying down there. I don't know what well, was down fine. there. It was literally like a like a oubliette or some shit. And it was dark oh. as fuck, and like scariest looking people you've ever seen were coming in and lining up to come in. Really? That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Wait, it sounds BDSM. sick. <laughs> Vape Air says BDSM cage. Yeah, that's basically. Oh, oh yeah, wow. dude. Okay, so I'm the I'm the Philistine here, but like, <laughs> I guess I'm a babe in the woods when it comes to that culture. What like king culture? Or Not what? king culture necessarily. I've I've uh, seen some shit, but like you know, just techno dungeon, shit. techno dungeon core. Techno dungeon core. That's an aesthetic for sure. I love that. That's yeah, like cyber goth kind of shit. I don't know. I would have been down there, and if like you know, like when you uh, turn the light off in the basement, and you're like run up the stairs. Even if you're like 34 yeah. years old, you're like, oh shit, something's uh, yeah, behind yeah. me. That would have been me at the techno. Someone would have been like, hello, <laughs> it's good to see you. And I'd be like, oh. <laughs> I got to get out of the techno dungeon. I gotta get out of the techno dungeon. <laughs> That's where all the goth babes are, dude. You gotta, you gotta stick around, you know. All the big titty goth GFs are. All the big titty the goth techno dungeon. Are... Yeah, they're all the goth dungeon, dude. 
Well, you know, you did anyway. mention you are you are a little bit of a cin- um. Sorry, I almost said cinephile. Audio. I think I didn't say sim. I was like, nah, man. A simp. <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, no. I love. I, I, no, I love music. I love audio, sound, music. What do you do for work right now? Uh, yeah, I, I do. Um, I'm a freelancer for um, just sound mixing, boom operation. Um. I think I mentioned in, in the in the pre-show. I'm, in the I'm, pre-show. If you, if, if you guys have seen that. like those guys with like the big like boom microphones and in like film sets, like I'm 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 kind of that. Sick. So um yeah, I'm a sound mixer and do some audio editing, cleanup, sound design. Do you do mixing but and mastering? It, no. <laughs> no. I, I I'm still learning to do that because there's similar principles with like sound design and like audio cleanup, but. It, with like music it's 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 also pretty it's a all bit different, different huh? yeah, yeah understandable. there's some overlap but it's like there's some differences that it's like it doesn't apply to like like dialogue cleanup you know oh yeah I good love, point i love yeah. audio sound music a quote from digital sound. <laughs> i love audio I love sound it. i do love audio sound i fucking bro audio is so cool it's just fucking vibrations the hills are alive with the audio sound it's, music it's just Vapor it's just changes too it's just changes in air pressure. That's all it is, and then our ear interprets that oh, as sound. You know, like so that. fucking cool. That's you know, cool. I've been like rolling every... little hot takes that I've been curating from Clear. former guests that I acquired mm-hmm. over the weekend, and those are I amazing. Can't wait. By the way, they're like, fun, right? They're I can't so wait fun. to roll out Equips because he goes, music isn't real. It's just air. It's not. It's not. Yeah, <laughs> no. It literally, it's not it's real. Just air. <laughs> it's just fucking air, dude. It's it's amazing. We can like learn to like love and cry. All these people feel, at the giant so call many set. Things. It's just air, guys. Calm you down. You feel feel so many things through just changes in air pressure. That's it's fucking magic, dude. That I love is that. so magic. I love the way you put. And then that. like that every beautiful. vibration, it, it, you know, it's just That's vibrations too. With and every frequency can be attributed to a key too. So like technically, like everything is music. You know, everything is a frequency. You can attribute anything to. Yeah to a key to music you know it's all music yeah. it's all related you yeah. know oh, I, I love, love, I love sound what are cool. some I love, I love audio sound what are some examples it's audio. Heard. Sebastian yeah. if you could name like a track album or artist that is your favorite example of Vaporwave or even your own like if you have a genre of music that you like more than Vaporwave what would be shoe like shoe guys okay I love shoe guys all right, so honestly, okay, listen. It. Before I discovered Chill Wave, I thought I'd be a shoegazer forever. What is the track, album, or artist that you think is the best example of shoegaze? Pick one. Oh, jeez, man. The best example of shoegaze. Yeah, I have like an eight-hour playlist. Let me look through this. Let's <laughs> let's link and like exchange Please. because I was huge right. into the like 2000s new gaze scene. I've got so much yeah. good shit. I could yeah, put let you me, on, um... and I'm sure vice versa. <sighs> I would say for most people, start with my bloody Valentine's Loveless, but like in terms you. of like you, in terms. In terms of like the best like example of shoegaze, yes. Fuck, dude, that's hard because there's so many different styles. Um, Try your best. Oh, so there's there's okay, okay. There's go into a cool the styles. Song. Do it. There's a cool song. Okay, there is a song that kind of goes over 
kind of different styles, more like poppy and more like wall of sound. It's okay. um, Red Sea from the band Asobi, Asobi. Sexu. Asobi Sexu. That's right. Or it's like it's like really poppy that and song pretty, is and fucking then it's just, beautiful. It's, it just fucking evolves into this fucking like. It just goes nuts for like holy shit. That album's like, amazing. It's, it's Citrus, a seven-minute right? song, and it's yeah, holy shit. If you want to know what shoegaze um, is, just listen to that. It's, yeah, listen to Red Sea by Asobi Sexy. Holy shit, dude. Thank you for that recommendation, guys. That's a good uh, Let me link my eight-hour Were you much of a shoegaze chat. fan ever, Chris, or not really? Oh, no, I love shoegaze music. Uh, who, Of course, it's phenomenal. Big fan of it. Um, but I I probably am not as deep into it as you guys are. Oh, I'm, my God. I definitely, I was I'm, 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 I'm deep, I mean, listen, Are you a I'm, fan of Rumskib? Rumskib? No, it yeah, sounds see, like an I'm, ancient curse what is rum, that? rum skib <laughs> i've been told by many people they're like this is the most early 90s sounding shit i've ever Ooh. this is the most 480 Ooh, yes. record shit i've ever heard but it was a, a finnish guy named keith kinesius with manual i don't know if you guys remember that tw- 2000s electronic artist manual and they made an amazing album i'll link it to you later oh my god lux an angel without wings she has dropped the link already done it amazing vape error wants you to pronounce the name of a well-known what would you call that post-hardcore band in the chat? What is it? Uh, Rummenstein? No, scroll up some more. Hey. It's got the face icon, the lull icon next to it. Is it Fugazi? Yeah, is that how we pronounce it? I don't know. Fugazi. It's of course Fugazi. 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 Now, pr- pronounce the other artist's name a couple of uh, texts below that. Oh, is there another one? Wait, hang on. Yes. Blow it? Yes. Wait. Wait, what? Yeah. Find Wait, I'm it. sorry, what? So it, it, it's, it's not Rammenstein? No. It, it Find German. the pronounced Fugazi message and go down a few. Yeah, Chris, that's right. How do you say it? Dreaming tire. Uh... Right above that. Oh, Nujabes? I just say Nujabes. 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 No, I think I said it. Nujabes on an episode, and I got Nujabes. I think it's Nujabes, right? I don't know. It's, it's he, he can't he can't correct us, so I don't really know. Oh but... my god, you heard it on <laughs> hot takes. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 just it's what it is. Nujabes, you know. I think that's correct. Nujubies. Nujubies. <laughs> they took her Nujabes. Nujabes. Why don't you go right. find a Nujabes, dude? Okay, we're going to play Mary Fuck Kill, all right? You guys familiar with Mary Fuck Kill, right? Interesting. Yeah, and she says interesting. God damn it, all right. Fun, so fun. All right, Mary Fuck Kill, Cocteau Twins, My Bloody Valentine, Slow Dive. Oh, my fucking God. It was so so hard. I would love to marry Elizabeth Fraser of Cocteau Twins. I think that'd be like, yeah. I feel like... My bloody Valentine would just be, Bayberry, you're you're. They'd be, <laughs> they'd be fine. They they they'd be fun. They'd be fun to mess around with. I think. Mm-hmm. I think my bloody Valentine would. It, 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 that's I'm like not a literally night. saying the actual members of the band. Okay. No. I'm talk- I'm, okay. You're familiar just with like Mary style. Fuck Kill, yeah. are you not? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's usually about actual people and not like an identity. Right. You know. Right. Uh, I would. Neil I would. Fuck, uh, not looking- 
I would fuck my bloody Valentine as as a concept for sure. Okay. I would, I I love their. It's like they're they're like a one night stand kind of situation, you know. Right. You know, it's like it's like a, it's like a thing in passing, you know. Um. <laughs> You're doing really good with this. I don't want to kill slow die. <laughs> you have to kill somebody, and you made the wrong choice. This episode yeah. is over. I don't want to kill slow die. <laughs> Well, you didn't want to. Your your hand was was your hand was. Can I also fuck Sloda? Or is that out right. of the question? Is that out of the question? Can I fuck all of them, actually. Can I fuck all of them? Sexy. Like the God. Yeah. All right, Chris. Mary, fuck, kill. Cocteau twins. No. My bloody Valentine. Slow dive. Same answer as. Uh, Same as answer. You guys sack. are wrong for that. Why? What? Mary, what's slow yours? dive. Fuck cocktail oh, twins. Yeah. Kill my bloody Valentine. I said it. I'm, I'm no, I, I'm the team, team the other way. That's I know everybody I is. Not way. really. I think most people come in and say they like slow dive more when you ask this question. True. Mm-hmm. I know chat. What is it? Do we like MV, yeah. MBV or slow dive? I think. It, man, I don't know. L- Lux is Lux agrees with you guys. No slow um, dive. They're, they're gonna use that in court, Lux. Don't don't type that in chat. They're gonna use that in court, <laughs> dude. I want to do this with early vaporwave acts. Um, Mary mm. fuck kill. Mm. Um, I don't know. Vectroid. One o tricks point never. Fuck. Who should the third one be? James Ferraro. I mean, that's an easy one for me. I was never a huge or- James Ferraro fan. Oh, really? Sad. No. And it's really hard to say this, but um, Mary Vectroid fuck one o tricks point never. Kill James Ferraro. No, don't kill James Ferraro. I love James Ferraro. Oh, well, well, all right. Yeah. So, are you marrying James Ferraro? Is that how it is? I'm probably marrying Linotrix. I think he could like. He, I think he'd be like a good dad. Yeah, that was, you know? that was a hard one. I think he'd be a generous just partner in general. You know, and, we, and he, could, he could invite over the weekend, and we could just like smoke joints True. and like chill. Yeah. I'm totally uh, he'd pretty be, badass. He's he's a total badass man. I, I love his stuff. Um, I don't want to. But these are real people now. I'm not talking about the actual people. You're making me feel bad. I'm talking about oh, the man. music. The music. Uh, like oh, wow, obviously, really I don't tough. think I don't hope James Ferraro right. like, suffers for the rest of his life. I just don't like his music. No. Much. <laughs> oh man, this is these. This is. Oh man, I kind of want to save both. I kind of want to save both of them. I like both of them. I respect both of them a lot. Okay. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Vectoroid, but I I, I I will sim for James Ferraro any day. I love his his shit wow. that just sounds like um Ferraro. It sounds like Rainforest Cafe through like uh Fair. a shitty amplifier. <laughs> That's great. It's like broken and shit. Fair. I love his lo fi stuff so much. Are you uh you pretty big fan of hypnagogic pop? I, I I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I love Casino Gardens, Rangers. Um, that's a deep cut right there. Casino Gardens. Gardens. Their, their self-titled is is like a top ten for me. I think that album is so nice. fucking pretty, so warm, so inviting. It's so a big inviting. Blanket. Good way of describing. So inviting, inviting it's is so, a good. It's more like you just want to like chill with that album. You just want to like vibe. You know, you just want to like. That's like, a really good adjective to use to describe yeah. an album. Um, and then like I, I, I get like really strong imagery from it too. Like um, like finding you, finding you in the, finding you in the plaza. That song. It's just like kind of like a mall softy kind of song. Mm-hmm. It's just like 
just like a really friendly, very immersive, like immersive, like friendly album. I think it's just great. Um, yeah, I love lo-fi lo shit too. I think what are great. some what are some underrated acts that you can put us on? Okay, so Soft Replica, for Absolutely. real, y'all need to listen to them. Real, Holy shit! If you like shoegaze, you owe it to yourself to listen to his his last album, yeah, Molly do. and Dream. There's one more. Oh man. Oh, what, oh my god, what was it? I had it like locked and loaded and I totally forgot it. Oh shit, yeah. Um it's Hypnogotch Pop. It's um uh, I think it's on Pacific Visions. It's an album called Daiquiri. Daiquiri. Okay. Pacific Vision sound. It is literally I was like, holy shit, this is like a top th- it's like a, a sound that I wanted to make forever. It's like breezy, beachy synth pop hmm. Hang on, I'm, I'm gonna link it. I'm gonna try to link it in is chat. it by skeleton um, lipstick no damn <laughs> no but he does some breezy sh- yeah it's um daiquiri by keith fajaran if you like kind of like hawaiian kind of pacific breezy vaporwave kind of styled music okay. that's original like please so like monster hold- rally but not cursed sounding I don't. I'm not familiar with them. It's more casino rally. gardens. It's more. Um, gotcha. I don't know how to describe it. It's just like, it's just breezy. It's really pretty. It's catchy as fuck. Yeah. It. Oh, shit! It came Thank out of you. nowhere. I didn't and, even and know about. Thank I, you for yeah, linking it too. If y'all are listening, yeah, check it. Please. Check it out. It sounds like it needs to be listened to. Please buy. Please check it out. It's on Spotify too. Um. Very cool. It's just well, like lo-fi jams, you know. We're rounding. We're getting to the point where we're gonna have to say goodbye soon, and oh, um, it looks like Skelly looks like he's ready to say goodbye already. Do we want to go ahead and um, roll right into the segment where you get to uh, shout out anybody you want and promote yourself and just oh, you have the floor. Yeah, I was yeah. kind of promoting. Pro- promoting the homies the whole time um yeah um, i'm on twitter i'm sure most of you know that already i'm dreaming of diary on twitter um Bandcamp still digital sex i don't know if i can change that if i'll fuck right. up like people that have linked to my albums before soundcloud if anyone still uses that still digital sex um yeah we're um just making music just vibing trying to make an album with vapor trying to put out some like oh that kind of great. new age new age ambient experimental fun he fun shit collabs with a lot of people he, he, do, he do he do he really do he's we're trying to get that put together um i guess that's kind of all i got right now um uh i was on i didn't even mention the podcast i was yeah i was on the nobody here documentary so right. i guess look out for that so that'll be well, fun um, off it's pretty much just like this um i don't know just vibe and and, and be cool i guess be chill <laughs> spread Check love spread sex music. listen spread to love, their eight hour music. shoegaze playlist <laughs> I, yes you <laughs> <laughs> wrote the six hour shoegaze playlist how about that oh uh, yeah no yeah check out my shoegaze playlist that's way too long <laughs> right um yeah just just spread love and positivity and music and, and be cool. You know, that's what it's all about. I love that. Yeah, but 
thanks for having me, boys. Thank that you was, so much awesome. for coming on our show. Of course, this was so course. much fun. Of course, I wouldn't miss it. Wouldn't miss this. You want to go ahead and let it rip, Chris? Uh, sure. I believe September 16th, I'm going to be in New York City. Again? Uh, yeah, playing Nostalgia Salon, which is the vaporwave dance party that Merlin runs. Merlin is one of the co-DJs for Yoitoki. He's got a vaporwave dance party that he does. I'll be playing that. And then, of course, um, I'll let you do the uh, vapor space thing in a moment when it's your turn to promote. But So stay tuned for a moment. Isaac will talk about that. And then in addition to that, um, I don't know. I've got the Doom Mix. that got a song on that, Doom Mix, with uh, your boy Vape is on that as well, along Very with cool. uh, yeah. Yeah. Roll Lux and, um, you know, Discoholic and Fiber and uh, Eyeliner and Pop Culture and uh, what am I missing? Uh, other people. Oh, Pepsi. Also. And so that's good. And then... Um, like uh, I made an album and then I don't like it and I'm redoing it. So oh, well, that, it happens. <laughs> I know how that. I, know I that. sent it to Alex too from Pacific Plaza and I had an idea for it. It was these like segments and like soundscapes of like times when I was anxious or depressed and I sent it to him mm-hmm. and then I'm like, you know what? I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna take Damn. some songs from that. I'm gonna do another one. You've definitely slept on it, right? What do you mean? I slept on it. I decided, like, like you know, I, do something like, different. I feel like you know what you're doing, but you definitely like, like, went to bed and got up again, and then and still decided you didn't like it, right? Yeah, I don't know. We're we're figuring it out. I'm figuring it out. Wow, I, aside from that, um, I think that's really all to promote. I think that's all I have to promote right now. I think that's enough. Well, I we can't buy buy the uh, buy glows the melts on Neil Juice Records and either the melt shout out the glow yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy the polymath vampire cassette. From uh, business casual as well, if if spirit moves you, if you uh, if you are a fan oh. of emeralds or early one o tricks point never, you've oh. got to hear that album. It's my favorite. Yeah, it's very good. Ever made. Fuck yeah! Oh, it's fan. very good. It's very good. It's all it would be like synthesizers. Oh, thank you. That's um, uh, the cover was by um, uh, Vapor Susie. Vaporwave Susie, sorry. Yeah, Susie. And the art direction was by Secret Schools, who of course does all the art direction for Geometric Lullaby, and it was mastered by Fire Tools. And it also has collaborations with uh, Donor it's Lens. It's like a Vaporwave supergroup. Yeah, it's like got Donor Lens and Golden Living Room and um, Winter Quilts and um, um, Lee from Hawaii 94 and Surfing and, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. and uh, Tower of the Sun. Chris, yeah. is this oh, yeah. allegation true uh-huh. that you still have quizzes, glows, then melts record? I have. Uh, yeah, I've got glows and melts record for quiz. Sure. Of course. Absolutely, he's got one. He's gonna slide on over to him. It is, in fact, true. Yes. Well, I guess I will just let y'all know. Um, we got a show coming up, and it is a very, very cool Vapor Space St. Louis show. So obviously, it's going to be in St. Louis. Got the bills right here, baby. It's called Terminally Hot collaboration between hot takes and vapor space st louis we got me we got dr chris we got tuwa an og from the scene and stack overflow so stack overflow is kind of like on that whole like greenery like rainforest wave type vibe as well so i can't wait to see what they do i mean yeah it's gonna be um the 24th of september 
I'm looking at this because I can't remember anything. The 24th of September at a place called Platypus. If you happen to be in St. Louis, you got to go. I haven't started working on my uh, my set yet because um, I prepare a lot more than I would like to admit. But it's I've, it's going to be a scorcher. I want to tear it down. So you got to go. Um, I'll be there with Young Shiro and Hot Take Stickers. And, um, oh, man, it's going to be so fun. We also have, um, uh, well, I've just completed uh, a couple of dates opening for Aurograph. Meeting Carlos in person was the coolest shit ever. Oh, he's the best. He was the best. Um, that's something that already happened, so I can't tease that, but just to like, did you have a fun time? Yeah. I mean, we drove from Nashville today opening for, um, our, actually I closed the night after autograph and about like, like killed myself just with energy during that set. But I mean, I had to do it and I click played too, of course, shout out. I click for, for setting all that up. Shout out previous guests, I click. Yeah, and then in, in uh, Lexington, we had Robert Beatty, Gene Vomit Terror, and, of course, myself DJing between. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, other than that, um, I'm certain I'm forgetting something. Uh, but if you happen to be in St. Louis, September 24th, you should come by. Um, I think I'm going to be doing some DJing for a local psychedelic festival coming up here pretty soon, but that's that's just local. But I'm really excited about it nonetheless. Um, and uh, our next guest in two weeks, reportedly, is going to be 3D Blast. Nice. So if you guys like hot takes, you know it's going to be like oh, piping he's, hot. He's, he's got plenty. Uh, you know someone's going to get canceled. I don't know who it's going to be, but it's probably not going to be Chris. But anyways, you got to tune in two weeks. Um, that is September 12th. We're going to bump the time forward about 30 minutes. Because poor Randy works a night job now. But Mm -hmm. um, getting to meet Randy IRL was pretty cool, and we're excited to have them on the show. Love Randy. Um, And it's definitely going to be a long time coming, because obviously the other like super renowned Vaporwave podcast is FunnyNet. I've uh, been on on Funny. You have. I have not, but you have. And I loved your episode, obviously. I had Um, so much fun. So much fun with those guys. We are also, I guess I could just say, in the far-flung future, going to be working on a way to do kind of like what FunnyNet does, where anybody can jump in and chat with us, but that's that's for later. We're, we're going to figure that out. That was Chris's idea, actually. Um, anyways, thank you I'm for tuning talk- in. What's up? You know, people want to come in and talk to us and just hang out, and I think that's fun. You know, we have a lot of guests that always want to come back and talk to us, and people that, and uh, we want to talk to them too. You know, so if they're around, maybe they'll hop in if they want to talk. We to love our anyway. regulars, and um, get to go on. I haven't oh, been on that way. Want to talk? You're the shit. To, just talk, talking with your friends is fun. That's what it, it is. is. <laughs> and and I had a great time tonight. Thank you guys for tuning in, all you regulars. Uh, thank you for being here. Um, don't forget again, if the spirit moves you, you can donate. And to check out the official Hot Takes Spotify playlist and listen to and buy everything that Digital Sex has ever made. Yes. And also yes. everything by uh, Dreaming Diary as well. And Dreaming yeah. Diary. Yeah. I have I'm... nothing. Yeah. Everything kind of sold out. But yeah. You can... Go, go listen to it. Too. Go make some uh, more merch so that you can get rich. I've never made. You know what? I, I've, ne- I've never made merch. How the fuck do you do that? What's I don't wrong even know. With you? Uh, I, don't know like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you never. No, I like sticker. Uh, that's, not even, 
that's not that. No, I've never done anything for Skeleton Lipstick. I, everyone's always made things for me, whether that be albums or otherwise. You like, don't have I've to never make act- it. Commission someone well, else to make it and then well, sell. I don't it. know what they're supposed to like. I don't know what to tell people. Like, I'm not sure. Like, how do you guys? If you love no, me, no, buy no, this. We'll make the. T- I don't care about the tapes and stuff. I, I have that gets released by labels, but like shirts and like stickers and logos. Uh, that, I think. How do you guys decide like who's gonna get your feel right? Like, what get do you, it on I Gildan. Like, what do you do? How do you tell someone, make something cool, and then they do it, and you're like, that's good. I mean, there's places you can that's, go to just get custom good. shirts made, too. Or just I, like, don't, I mean, I don't know. Sticker I mule's good for stickers. Yeah, or sticker app. How do you guys decide on the designs for your stuff? Like, I can't. I'm not I'm just like, oh, it looks oh, cool. Oh, do you mean, like, well, I mean, you can it. always do the whole, like, oh, I like, give you total zero. creative control to somebody. Well, I don't or, want to do that. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of people in our scene that we trust, right? I mean, you had people do your artwork for your albums. It's the same shit. And that takes a lot of like discussion, too, ahead of time sometimes. Uh, Christ just got here. Hello, Christ. The oh, episode is basically John? over, but I hope you show up in two weeks to support your boy, Randy. Hey, hey, and John, um, again, your That's set so- went way harder than I was expecting, and... I'm sorry I didn't expect it to be hard, but it was that was a compliment. You're just digging yourself in a deeper hole, sir. I'm sorry I yep. didn't expect. Thanks for tuning into Hot Takes, guys. Oh, and now you're going to sign off. I see. I see. We love you, so. and we love Digital Sex, too. Be here in two yes. weeks, and um, good night. Good night. Thanks, guys. We love you.